What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Ghost Show. I'm your host, Little Ghost, and today with a very special guest, the one and only Q. Uh, Q is a wonderful, brilliant, talented human being. He's an, he's an artist. He's a musician. He's a writer, a poet. He's just an all-around creative, and uh, I consider him uh, a dear friend. I can't wait to hang out with this guy more and have many more conversations with him in the future. Fuck, this episode was crazy. We went all over the place. Uh, there's no better way to describe it than it was a fucking trip. And with that said, I'm going to shut the fuck up so we can get right into the episode. The Ghost Show, episode three, Artfully Effortless with Q starts now. Calling it the tiny ghost. The tiny ghost. <laughs> How do you spell it so people can find it? Is it just the ghost show? Yeah, just the ghost show. Uh, for for Twitch, it's at, at little ghost Ari on Twitch. At little underscore ghost underscore Ari on Twitch. Live on the ghost show. For the Twitch. I'll tag you in it as well. It's just it's the same as my Insta. So oh. just Live on the Go Show at Little Ghost Ari on Twitch. Tune in. Toonami. Toonami? Yeah. Do you remember Toonami? I do. That shit was the best. shit. The shit. And they had that like animated fool with their helmet on. Sounded real official, like to let you know what was about to be on. There was like a, a scene, like they because they always had like the they were like the break in between. They're like kind of like the disc jockey of cartoons, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like this like animated disc jockey of. Oh uh, yeah, he's like <laughs> yeah of my childhood, and but there was like this one scene where I remember it so vividly, but I tried my hardest to find it. I don't. I think I might have made it up. In my head. <laughs> but I swear, there was, like, this thing that they did where there was um, an invader on the ship. Like, some, like, fungus was, like, taking over the ship. Like, it was, like, venom, mm-hmm. almost. And he goes back there. He's like, all right, guys, I don't know if I'm coming back. So Tom from Toonami is signing off. He just I remember out. crying, bro. <laughs> and he just, like, goes into the the mouth of this monster. Like, shit just got real. Like. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I was like, what is this? I was, like, six. Was way too real for me. I was, like, And then, like, it happened um, at the same time, like, Nickelodeon had the uh, the Thornberry movie come out. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it, it was... Who's that, Bobby? Like the little... I mean, yeah, the, I know yeah, what you're guy, talking about, yeah. The crazy one? He was, uh, his, parent, like, his parents died, and they were doing a flashback to like their memorial service where they put their bodies on a raft and lit them on fire and sent them out to sea. What the fuck? This isn't a Nickelodeon... Like, yeah, this is a little, an, like, <laughs> a little too movie. deep for children, yeah. And it also, so it was like, the emotions of that were riding high. And then I'm like, okay, <laughs> I just cried once today. Now I gotta go... 
I'm like, time to watch some fucking Dragon Ball Z or some Sailor Moon. Let's go to Toonami. Yeah, let's relax a little and bit. And then <laughs> fucking Toonami Tom or whatever his name was was like, I'll see you guys later. And he just walks into the mouth of the f- fucking, of a demon. That's good. <laughs> and it fucked me up, bro. I feel to it. To this day, I still think about it. Like, wow. when, when will I walk into the mouth of said demon? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when is my demon time? Demon time. <laughs> feel like to a certain extent life's a pretty big demon on its own right <laughs> like have you not already <laughs> like life is well it's like um like a beautiful demon right? oh for sure because it, it's like a it's goods and bads it's like polar opposites all the time for sure and it's like i that's why i like think when people take drugs they really freak out because it's oh yeah what side of the demon do you get to see? Yeah. Or I guess it's like what side of divinity do you get to see? Yeah. It's not necessarily a demon. It's more of like the divine. Yeah. That you're peering into. And yeah. sometimes it shows you the evil side of the divine. And sometimes it shows you the beautiful side. Or, and sometimes it shows you a concoction of both. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I don't really know how I feel right now. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, it's way too intertwined. This is too much. My brain. Yeah, dude. I know exactly what you're talking about. I Like I said, I took shrooms this weekend and. And not this weekend, but the weekend before that. And dude, I had like a great time the first time. And then I took them the day after and had uh, not a bad time, but a questionable time. Like, you know, you get caught in the loop. Yeah. And you're just like, it's the same thoughts over and over again. And nothing can really pull you out of that. <laughs> Except uh-huh. for like someone sober giving their best attempt to pull you out of that. Sometimes that makes it worse for me. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, Hey man, you're fine. I'm like, you have no fucking idea. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dude. That's like a, that that you're a demon convincing me that I'm fine, which (sighs) would make me feel like I'm getting trapped even further and deeper. Dude, I've had that. That's crazy that you say that because legit, I've always felt that like I was kind of alone in these experiences because I've literally convinced myself that I've gone crazy a few times and uh that's i mean that's why i turned down your offer earlier like it just i don't feel comfortable enough with my own psyche to be able to pull myself out of situations like that like i always learn from it but if i have the choice i'm not going to willingly delve into that especially oh, when i'm sure. feeling all right right now you know or especially like when you're like live on a podcast <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah, broadcasting out, yeah and then like out of nowhere you're just like i'm not i'm not feeling good and might I'm be healthy to like look back on afterwards and just be like oh yeah that you're totally fine <laughs> yeah and you're like what a weird like sensation because like you get to see the external reality yeah but it's so divorced from the internal experience oh Divorce is a good word because literally like what you're experiencing in that moment, there's no, I mean, as much as I would love to be someone who's like mentally stable enough to pull myself out of a situation like that, when I am deep in it, like that's what's happening. That's, that's it. That's now like, there's no like, like part of me that's knows, oh, when you're sober, you'll be fine. It's all terror in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, it sucks. I've had a few, that's kind of why I took a step back from going out just because I had a. Normally, it usually happens on psychedelics or when I smoke weed. Like, I don't smoke weed anymore because I get too in my head, but um, it happens. Michael's brother, Sam. Yeah. I I do just to challenge myself, but. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's always a shitty challenge. Yeah, it's like, you still still lost. (laughs) You still are in your head, and it still sucks. Congratulations. uh, (laughs) Recently, I had just taken, like, it happened on 
a mixture of some happy stuff. And that's what kind of like was like, fuck this. I need a break. I'm not doing any drugs. I'm really delving into my psyche and finding out what's happening because I mean, normally I feel like on something like that, like it's not something that's going to alter your perception or make you feel like you're in a different state. It usually just makes you feel happy to be more specific. I'm talking about Molly. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I'd done Molly and a few other things, and by the end of the night, dude, I was freaking out. I think I had, like, a little, like, flashback or some PTSD, but I had a horrible time. Like, it was it was crazy. Well, what happened was I lost my keys, and that's what started it. Uh, one of my homies accidentally pocketed my keys and left, and oh, I thought I was looking everywhere in the couch and under the seat and asking people, like, yo, have you seen any keys? And... They kept telling me, like, oh, when the show's over and the lights come on, well, I'll help you look for your keys. But for me, like, it almost felt like they were, like, convincing me to stay until the show's over. Yeah, yeah, Like, just stay until the show's over. And I was like, nah, (laughs) I don't trust any of you guys right now. Like, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I ended up staying up till 6 in the morning with another homie that drove me to his house. What is, like, strangers? Huh? What is, like, Uh, some Nick's. Uh, yeah, I didn't know him like super well. Well, it was at the Bird, Bluebird. And whoa, wait. So you lost? So, okay, so it wasn't at yeah. his house. Yeah, no, it was at, it was a, at club. a club. Yeah, and um, I was hanging with some homies that like I had met uh, the month before, and people that were like kind of close. Uh, people that I felt I could trust, but in that moment, I had only known them for so little time that like panic set in yeah and, then, like, and then them not trying to help you yeah you needed help yeah like everybody wants to watch like the show issue. and for me like what was unsettling me was like if i found my keys i'd feel a lot better yeah but, no one was listening to you like, like hey man yeah. i'm kind of concerned about my keys right and they're now. like dude we'll find them come to find out i never would have found them because homegirl pocketed them but yeah dude it was for me it's a once there's that little like bit of lack of security like that's enough to send me over. But um, I don't know. In the past, I've always prided myself on, like, my sense of security and mental stability. And it's just, I feel like it's kind of like a coming-of-age thing. Like, as I get older, I'm realizing how many things in my, in my past have, like, affected me. And, like, not all positive, but there are some negatives. A lot more than I had originally thought. But it's cool. It's just, like, it's just learning. Well, yeah, and you and you start to learn how that informed your percept of the world, and oh, that can be scary too. Is definitely when, when you when you look back and you realize that the ideas and the way you've been painting the world are someone else's blo- like brush mm-hmm. strokes. You know, yeah, our result of you know the people I looked up to's actions, right? Like you're born into a situation and you're granted all that said people or lack of people are able to present to you as a you know newly born individual just soaking up like a sponge what you think the world is and yeah it's wild it's crazy it's a crazy thing to come to terms to and uh what i've realized is that like conversation with other people is what kind of pulls you out of this this hole kind of pulls you out of the 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 veil of well, it's like it's not necessarily just conversation, it's like connection, right? Oh, definitely. That's that's like why conversation can be so beneficial. Like anybody could talk. Like a lot mm. of conversations, like, hey man, can you help me find my keys? Hey, <laughs> yeah. stay for the show. That conversation sucks. Like that conversation yeah. does not pull you out of the veil, right? Yeah. But like the conversation where it's like, Oh, this is how I see it and like, oh, I've been there, I've I've felt that and like I know what you went through and 
those kind of things you're like okay so i'm not alone but then i've thought about that and it's like this is what drugs will do they'll make you question everything and and so this is kind of a crazy concept to people who haven't had this like dissolving experience of their their uh uh, I guess you could say their their identity, right? Mm. But what happens is, at least I question, is this a, just a reflection of me saying this back to myself, right? Like when people say, oh, I've been there, I've done that. How much of what I'm hearing them say is a reflection of me kind of like hearing the parts that I want to hear to validate myself versus how much of it is like a legitimate outside entity speaking their experience, I get that. And then you get into this loop of like, what happens if there is no outside entities and you are all that there, there is. And then if you don't feel okay with yourself in that situation, that's a scary place to be because then the entire universe is unstable because you are the universe in that case. And you're so unstable. Now, yeah. And you're wow. unstable. Wow. That's crazy. Cause when you said that right now, like that kind of like was like interesting to me. I feel like I'd rather. I, I kind of, when you were, and said it to me initially, I feel like I was kind of blending both ideas, but what you're saying is like an outside entity versus me as an individual entity conversing with said individual. But what I was hearing is that like, I don't know, I think we talked about this when we first met, was that like, we we're, we're yeah, all like, we? <laughs> we're all, what I said was fingertips on the brain of existence, but yeah. like, like two fingers don't know that they're touching unless like there's contact, mm -hmm. you know? So like individually the fingers are apart from one another, but once there's like contact made, that's like, Oh, I feel you and you feel me and we're the same thing. You know, mm -hmm. like I think that's kind of where I took the, the same entity idea was that like, I am an individual experience plugged into the same thing that you are, but there would be no, uh, realization of that without you know the connection but what you said was that when you feel unstable like that like what you say the universe is unstable yeah like when I'm freaking out no matter who it is I'm talking to there are parts of this <laughs> unstable yeah. universe you're yeah. now manifesting it's all that. fucked yeah and that's a it's a weird thing because I still don't know how to like that's why like I haven't done DMT yet mm -hmm. I, had a, I had a homie offer me DMT but he said he made it himself and he's a smart chemistry dude it's at college and stuff and i still was like i don't know bro <laughs> yeah. like you made it yourself like i i don't know exactly how from to, what i've heard <laughs> yeah i don't know how to do that and i don't know how easy it is to make dmt but that scares the fuck out of me <laughs> yeah and he's like this shit's way good bro i just did some i was like it's in a vape pen i was like this is crazy to just have dmt in a vape pen yeah i've done that i've never done dmt and i'm still interested in doing dmt but that whole vape experience i experienced the same thing but i said yes <laughs> he was like i made it and he pulled it out and it's like a dab pen like yeah. as if someone was handing me weed and i tried a little bit at first and i felt something that was cool so i was like all right i'll try it again mm -hmm. and he was like he's like take deep inhales and hold it so i did like two or three big inhales what i saw was super cool i'll elaborate on that but it took me out for the rest of the night, like, you're I, just done after it. Yeah, dude, I I sat down on the couch, and just nothing, nothing else. There was no desire for me to continue mingling or anything like that. Not because I saw anything like crazy life changing, uh, 
It was just exhausting. Yeah, like like mentally fatigued, you know. Yeah. I felt like, and kind of like, I imagined it was like how you feel, you know, the day after taking shrooms or the day after taking acid or... Like just waking up hungover. Almost. Yeah, when like you, exactly. Like I just experienced something and, and my body's kind of overwhelmed, you know. But um, it was cool. Like, you know how... Um, I don't know if this makes sense to you, but like when I do acid, I feel like everything's melting. And then when I do shrooms, I feel like everything's kind of like exposing their inner pattern. Like the visuals are very different between the two. Similar, but like I have the same feeling when I look at things and I'm tripping, but on acid, it's more like, I don't know, the best way to explain it is like, you just want to rub your hands down your face, <laughs> you know? You know what I mean? Uh, maybe you don't, but no, I, I I haven't done acid, but oh really? But I know what you mean when you, when you talk about shrooms, kind of exposing the inner pattern, yeah, that things have. Like it's almost like as if everything's kind of like breathing and and flowing, like mm -hmm. what it is that they are. And when you're on any psychedelic, you just appreciate things as so much more than they are. Like you could sit and stare at a wall for fucking hours and just be like, yeah, dude, this, this wall just gave me its whole life story. <laughs> you, know, you know what, dude? So I, I saw that same kind of pattern. I, and I, I think walls kind of like exaggerate it because there's so much texture on a wall. Mm -hmm. So like, um, it's like a good canvas for the shrooms to paint reality onto. Oh, definitely. So I was like convinced that shrooms are an alien technology. Mm. I was on a lot of shrooms. <laughs> I was convinced <laughs> that shrooms are an alien technology. And I is like decided to take a lot more and speak with the aliens. And they told me some wild shit, dude. <laughs> and and it, it was really weird. It was it was really fucked up. It's like um the I talked about it on a, a different podcast, but the best way I can explain it is like when you take enough, it kind of pulls back a veil to expose this fabric of reality that that's always there, but it's like our cognition kind of distorts it. Like the cognition of humanity is the veil. Our evolutionary um, preset is this veil that we have over our um, percept of how reality is actually working. Mm -hmm. And then there's this veil that gets removed, and then you see this pattern and the only way i can explain it is like this like beautiful color like colorful yarn that was m made by your mom but like the 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 divinity inside your mom like not just yeah. your mom but like the when the the type of mom that you knew as an infant that you relied on solely to be mom mm -hmm. or even like i guess the archetype of mom Right. Yeah, the what divinity if, of just life itself, just creation yeah. in the sense that like it was just pure mom pure did that love. Yeah, it was like the first mom because yeah. it didn't feel like my mom. It felt like the first mom, like all mom. Yeah, I've I know exactly what you're talking about. I've felt something similar and and just bawled my eyes out, just bawled like just you know because even if it wasn't like even if you. Like, you, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> like ahead, mom, man. mom in general, you know, like just the fact that everybody came from a mom. Mm -hmm. Like even mom came from mom. Like they yeah. just it just goes back however fucking long, however fucking far, and like whoever it is, like that did whatever that resulted in this. Yeah, <laughs> like 
Thanks. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, keep me safe. Yeah. You know? that, yeah. That's another thing. It's like time starts to not be, like you realize that you're stuck in a particular timeline or mm-hmm. like time crystal almost. I wouldn't even say it's a line. And yeah. You're stuck in this like thing, but time exists in this weird way. Especially when I take psychedelics, where it's like I know that there's other th- types of time happening, mm-hmm. and um, that's why I think like I think people talk about source, right? Mm. Like uh, the divine entity, you could call it like the the forever mom. It would be mm-hmm. source, right? Like the thing yeah. that bur- the thing that birthed all things, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, but you aren't. Like, you're a part of Source, but the experience that you have in the moment is not Source because it's outside of that. It's Because it's, you can't experience all of Source. Mm-hmm. So when you're not experiencing all of Source, you're outside of it, looking at it. Mm-hmm. So everything else is Source or the Divine or whatever. Everything else that you project onto the world is the Divine. That's what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you're trying to figure out is, like, what you are in relationship to the Divine. And that's where we create our identity. That's where we try to isolate ourselves into this. Uh, it's almost like a graph. Like if you had one point on a graph, you'd be like this infinitesimally small point on an infinite graph. Mm. And everything else on that graph would be source. But you would be the point that is is undefined. Mm-hmm. Because you can't define yourself. You can't, you can't actually yeah. ever understand where you are in it. Like <laughs> everybody's... Everybody's a piece of source, mm-hmm. but I can. But see solving you. for X, everybody's yeah. solving for X. Yeah, X being <laughs> personal <Yourself>. identity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, but but the funny thing is, the difference between me and you, because we're all part of source, is is this time differential. So we're separated by time, especially like on like a, a quantum level. Like nothing is actually existing at the same increment of time, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird thought. Yeah, that's a crazy thought, actually. And it's funny that you bring that up, because literally just a couple days ago, I saw... It was weird how these things, like, presented themselves to me. The first one was, which, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it, but you ever heard of the show Invincible on Amazon? Jimmy Schmidt? No. (laughs) No, no. No, it's... uh, That's the only one I know. It's based off of a a comic book, and... um, Oh, is it that fucking guy who just... Yeah, people's heads. Yeah, you've I've seen, seen clips it. on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Omni Man. So, uh, what it is is there's this alien species that comes to our planet uh, in this in this comic book, and um, they like you know they're fucking you know shooting people and obliterating people and just like totally beating the shit out of us for like thirty minutes, and then they all just start dying because supposedly they come from a different time. Yeah, like Continuum. yeah. Time continuum, because I was going to say time zone, but that doesn't even make sense. Like, so what they realize is that they age, they age faster on Earth. So then they go home and they come back the next day, but it has been like years for them. It's been like Mm. eons, and the dude comes back and he's got like a scar on his eye, and he's old, and they've got these wristbands that let them exist in Earth's time zone. Mm -hmm. But soon after watching that episode, I watched. I think it was, um, who's that fucking, who's that guy that like is always talking about quantum 
physics. He's the black guy that like insanely smart. The black guy. The black guy. Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. yeah. So he was. I watched an interview with him where he was talking about uh, black holes and how they alter time and how the closer you are to a to a black hole, the slower time goes for mm-hmm. you. So like, until it stops. Yeah, entirely. <laughs> but like, it warps the fabric of like space so much that time is experienced on a different level which like that alone is just a crazy concept to wrap your head around and then um uh just a couple days ago i watched a video on tiktok that was talking about electrons and how you know like different atoms have said amount of electrons but like supposedly i don't know how right i am about this but they were Talking about the theory of antimatter, how every electron actually doesn't exist. There's only ever one electron. So, like, let's say... Mm, the one electron. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's say, like, if something has two electrons, it's almost as if, like, if something was moving so fast and you took a picture of it, like... It would look like there's two. If it was moving this slow, there would be one. If it was moving this fast, you'd see two and faster would make more. But essentially what it was saying is that it's moving so fast... And, I don't know, it said something about there's another electron going just as fast in the opposite direction. So that in the rate that things are making themselves, they're also, like, creating themselves backwards. Mm. Like, things are existing both directions. Like, not only is it, but it was right now. (laughs) Like, you know know what I'm saying? Like. I don't know how much that makes sense. I don't have an account, so I never like anything. I just fucking scroll all day, but I wish I could go back and show you, just so you have, like, the grasp of the information that I have. Like, no, I know I know what you're saying. Um, I watched a similar video. Do you watch PBS FaceTime? That might be the account that you saw that on. Was it kind of like a droll kind of guy saying, the one works on Universal? <laughs> yeah, that sounds familiar, probably. PBS FaceTime. It's I don't a, know, I'll have to check it he's out. He's like a beard. He's like brown hair. He like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Was he talking about chairs? Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I, I've watched so many episodes. Um, I always have to watch it on two times speed because I just get... <laughs> he talks so slow. I'm just like... And he's so monotone. I'm like, bro. You're like, you're yeah, an dude, entertainer. You're <laughs> like, let's get, let's get to the entertaining part. Like, you're how? talking about the craziest shit in the universe and you're making it kind of boring. So boring. <laughs> like, how do you do this? I feel that. They, that's, like, the biggest problem with science, right? It's like... Yeah, that's why, why I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. so fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's literally why we're here. This is your life's work. <laughs> yeah. And you and sound like, unenthused. Like. <laughs> yeah, because that's what, that's what it takes to... I mean, no wonder those guys are, like... They gave up women and everything to do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. At this point, imagine being so obsessed with like fucking dirt and how dirt works that you <laughs> that you just like fuck everything else. You just like, yeah. like yeah. pussies off the table now. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather learn about dirt. That's why the only people that were ever fun were the ones who were actually getting pussy, like Albert Einstein. <laughs> you think so? Oh yeah, I watched the whole thing on. It. He was like a fucking. Really? Yeah, dude. He, he's, he's wild. Going hard. <laughs> yeah. And Benjamin Franklin. Really? Oh, he had like sex dungeons, dude. He had sex parties. Props to him. I think he was like a Satanist too. Really? Yeah. Weird stuff. 
Wild. Super Chambers. He was like, I think one at the time, one of the richest men in, in the world. Really? Mm-hmm. That's news to me. Yeah. Didn't and I know that? God, dude, if I could go back in time, I would party with Benjamin Franklin. Because <laughs> he, he looks like the, he's definitely like the guy at the party. They'd be like, oh, that guy parties? And like, oh, dude, he gets down. Yeah. <laughs> dude, like, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine being like looking the way he did? And still picking up bitches. <laughs> With the key and the kite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, bitch. <laughs> Y'all can fly some kites. <laughs> I'll show you some shockingly interesting shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, but, like, it's crazy how much, like, you know, we're taught about things that are just, like, common knowledge to the average person. But, you know, that person was, you know, you learn, like, this many sentences about Benjamin Franklin and George Washington when literally they like had whole ass lives. Like, Oh, for real. Everybody's got like secrets and shit that they did on the weekends and things that they did for fun. Like your life's work is not all you do. And they teach us the least interesting shit about them. Yeah. Right. Fuck. Why does, I don't know. I've always questioned that. I've never been like a school goer. Like why does certain shit matter? Cause they got to indoctrinate you. Into this idea that this is you got, you got to be smart enough to know like a little bit about U.S. history and the story of like why the country's here, and and then then once you can do a little bit of math and you can follow instructions in in different domains, you can you're smart enough to go work for a factory. Yeah, that's that's Which, how they started schools because you know like so schools used to be um, they used to have these just lectures right so someone mm. would get up on a podium, and then they would read a passage out of a book because not everyone was literate. And then they started having lecture halls. And then people would basically all study a book together and talk about it and discuss ideas. And then, uh, I think it was um, Hearst, like the paper company and stuff. I don't think we had traditional schools until, like, 1920. Like, we would have, like, like, Christian schools where they were like teach like until the word printing God. became a big thing like until yeah yeah so now now people can like read books all over the place mm. and um, but we also needed people to work in factories to make these books yeah and then so or no it was the Rockefellers my bad the Rockefellers and their like industrial mindset mm. uh, kind of started this industry like concept like schools aren't for learning schools are for following instructions so you can be a part of the american how industrial well. system yeah and rating you on a system in mm-hmm. which we find out how well you can follow instructions yeah, college how was, good of a sheep are you yeah college back then meant more college is like okay so you're not an average person so you're you're typically if you could go to college back then you were a wealthy elite mm. and so and that, that was like the weirdest thing about that mindset is you like, could afford to you know educate yeah. yourself a little more than the average person. It doesn't mean you are a better or smarter person. It just, just means you money. had enough money to buy the ticket yeah. to get into the system, which is an interesting. And then that just smo- snowballed into what, we have what it is now. Yeah, and now it's a fucking curriculum, which to me makes no sense because curriculum varies state to state, and like, what's crazy is you could, you know, meet someone that graduated, you know followed the same like someone who graduated in California versus someone who graduated in fucking 
literally anywhere else. I don't know why I said California. Well, Nevada, mm-hmm. you know, because I live here now. But, like, there's a difference. And then not only that, but what I always thought was crazy was that, like, even from school to school and class to class is different. You know, like, oh, this class is doing that for their school project? Like, fuck, I wish I was in that class. Like, my teacher sucks. Like, my teacher's just making us, you know, fill out packets and reading books all day. Like, it, like, the learning experience is different for everybody. And then going back to, you know, who we are as individuals as a result of how we were brought up. Like, you know, you know, two kids in the same class, you know, this guy is fucking distracted because he's thinking about what's going on at home. But this guy's got you know, football practice at the end of school, that's all he could think about. And then this kid, like, cares about this class, and he's actually learning about what's being talked about right now. But, like, it's just, it's crazy the the variables involved in, you know, intellect and mm-hmm. what is considered good or bad. And you know, here, like, here's the thing. is I don't think it takes an insane IQ to be a functioning or even highly beneficial part of society. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> I think it's a lack of a directive towards what the real goals in society are. I think if we were to fix the educational system, we would have to do something where... So, I mean, the world faces existential threats, right? So things that are certainly going to destroy the planet and it, it, it basically make humanity extinct. So we have meteors, we have glo- global warming, we have... Um, you know, COVID, right? Like we have have viral (laughs) things that can literally at the drop of an eye, uh, just fuck uh, everybody off. (laughs) That's a fucking morbid ass. (laughs) The the drop of an eye. Blink Uh, of an eye, drop of a dime. Bro. Blink of a dime. I'm going to start saying drop of an eye. (laughs) So creepy. (laughs) But so at the drop of an eye, uh, we, we have these things that could, literally be catastrophic for all of humanity and your school wants to teach you derivatives with no real purpose just to see how well like how how well can you retain this information until there's a test mm-hmm. and then at the end of the year we're going to sprinkle in a little bit of everything Let's just see how well you do. Oh yeah, and by the way, like when you if you want to graduate high school, you have to take these high school proficiency exams, which may or may not have to do with anything that you've learned, because they're 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 uh, nationwide exams, and if you took them literally before you got into high school, you could graduate high school. Yeah, it, like the uh, so there's two requirements to graduate high school. You have to pass the high school proficiency exam, and you have to have so many hours. Um, in class, like seat hours. So yeah. one's a, a just non sequitur argument, like, oh, you just have to sit down. That's a requirement. You just have to show up. That's a weird requirement. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. And then and then the other requirement is you have to take this test that everyone takes in the entire country, but it, it's not based on what you were taught. It's based on what you should have been taught. But yeah. it's not guaranteed that you were taught anything in this test. Yeah. It's like a gamble. It's like <laughs> yeah. all right. Like, let's see what schools are performing well. And then, so it's basically, like, the schools that don't perform well, well, sorry for those kids. Yeah, because they cut the funding after that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and, and it so makes sense to give them they, more funding. Like, yeah, not only they're like, oh, well, that school sucks, so we're going to make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, the kids coming out of there aren't worth shit. Yeah. We're not going to, why would we continue? That makes no sense to us. They're 
already proving that they're not functioning members of society. Why would we waste any more money on... It's, it's all so fucked, dumb. dude. Then, I hate like, politics. I hate all that shit. <laughs> like, for real. And it's like, there's so, I, so I see so many like simple solutions to a lot of these problems. I mean, they're not simple in terms of like execution. Execution is yeah. always hard because there's it's a multivariable thing. But the the general goal, the direction that you should be going in, is very simple. And it's I think things that most people could definitely agree upon. Like, mm-hmm. what happens if Let's say so. Kids are very creative. They they when you ask a kid who hasn't been fucked up by society yet, yeah. how do you solve a problem? They will engage with you a hundred and ten percent. They will want to figure it out. You'll be like, Here, for the problem. Yeah, they'll be like, here's you. Know, especially if you present it the right way, you can't be mm-hmm. like, what is uh, the derivative of x minus? They'd be like, what? What are you saying? Like, you can't yeah. do that to a three year old. No, not <laughs> not that shit. But like, if you were like, okay, so. You know, a meteor could hit the planet, and they'd be like, whoa, really? Yeah, like a big one. And like, <laughs> how big? And he'd be like, the size of, like, New York. And they're like, whoa, that's, like, bigger than this rock over here. Like, that's <laughs> crazy. And you're like, yeah, it's pretty nice, right? And they're like, whoa. And then, so you, you already grab their attention, and then, and then you're like, so what would you do about that? And, and they've got like, the freshest ideas, like... Mm-hmm. Kids can solve problems. Because they're not thinking about what works. It's literally imagination tackling the problem. And, like, that's another thing that I think is great is just, like, encouraging kids to use their imagination. Like, asking kids what it is that they would want to learn. And I want to backpedal a little bit, but what you were saying about society, like, this is where we get to the conversation of, like, community versus society. Like, where the things that could get done in the community versus the things that would get done in a society and not literally just by definition of the word, but like, you know what it means to be in a community versus society, you know, like going to a fucking art show community, going to, you know, the bank. Yeah. To <laughs> fucking or society. like what's Court it? Society. Yeah. See, and all that shit fucking sucks. Voting society. Yeah. I hate voting. I think I feel like, unless it's like local, it's like, what am I doing? Everyone says, go vote. You have to vote. Everyone's like, champions this this concept and it's like it makes so it makes a difference it's like yeah i don't vote i don't buy it bro i just don't think i ever and it's always like vote. vote between what two evils exactly exactly i didn't fucking want any of these people and then and i then hate both i and love the response people are like then you run and you change things it's like what kind of fucking <laughs> argument is that <laughs> yeah. then i should run you're a fucking idiot, bro. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, literally, you don't win unless you're a part of this or that, and they don't want me. I don't want them. Like, you like, I don't even have a campaign manager. Or I don't know what I'd do. I don't know. It's <laughs> you, like, you do know? you want to run my campaign? They're like, then you run, and you're like, all caught in your head thinking about it. You're like, hey, like, could I even? Uh. And, then you, and then you tell them, like, do you know it takes, on average, you know, some odd millions of dollars to even run a successful campaign? Yeah, to even... And consider you have to pick a side too. You have to flip a coin, Republican or Democrat. You don't get to run in the middle because guess what? If if someone says, "Oh, you should like," here's the other argument that that pro voters say. They're like, because there was like what Biden or Trump, and then, uh, but there was like the the middle road, like just some middle people. What do you call it? Like the yellow party. I don't know. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's the the purple party. Uh, it's like in between the two, Democrat and Republican. Mm. Um, so if you're trying to pick a candidate who's 
not either a Democrat or a Republican, they say you're throwing away your vote. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, do you want me to fucking vote or not? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't like these two candidates. And then I'm I'm impartial towards this other guy, but he seems the least, like the lesser of all of the evils. And they're like, well, that's throwing away your vote. That's not very cool. <laughs> it's like, you just want me to go for your fucking guy. Just say it. Yeah. Fucking assholes. I hate it, dude. Dude, that's why I... I dude, I... Anything involved in politics, like, even, like, the whole school conversation was really pushing it for me just because, like, like, one, it's just all it is, political conversation is just invitation for argument. Like, like that's why I just enjoy conversation, and if it gets political, like, me and the person talking about it, no, it's not political. You know, like, us right now. This isn't a political conversation no. at all. Like, but someone on the outside looking in, Wants to give their political input so bad. They want, they're like, oh, these kids are so stupid. They don't know what they're talking about. It's like, no, it's not that we don't know. It's we literally don't give a fuck. I don't care. The solutions are simple. That's my answer. Outside of that, I, I really don't care. I don't care who you voted for. I completely agree. (laughs) I don't give a fuck about politics, but I do care about the world becoming a better place. Oh, 100%. And that's where I get upset because it's like, why do we have a drug war? Like, why do we, Mm-hmm. Like that, it's so easy to get rid of the drug war just by making drugs legal and regulating them properly. Mm-hmm. Like all in, of the science supports it. Where's that? Everything in like supports Switzerland it. or something like that. Like I don't remember where it's at, but there's a place where they they give people with drug addiction clean, uncut drugs and a safe place to do them, so that they can maintain a healthy and livable lifestyle without having to suffer from withdrawals. Yeah, and guess what? Their society is fine. Yeah. It didn't collapse or burn down. It's fantastic, actually. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's actually amazing. one of the wealthiest yeah. societies in the planet. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It's just things like that where when the higher-ups are sitting on simple solutions and they're still choosing, like, not to do it, then at that point it's like, then why do I give a fuck or support anything that you do or, you know, claim that you're about? You know, like, that's why I think things like this, like podcasts and, you know, things involved in the community and artists coming together and creative thinkers coming together and talking about solutions. And like, there are more and more people homeschooling their children. And that just means more, you know, brighter brains on, you know, walking the planet, just consciously making and living better lives towards, you know, a similar goal as opposed to literally argument and separation every four years when there's some fucking election. You know, the guy you hate gets elected and then fucking, what, you're miserable for four years because what changes? And they're like, taxes and blah, 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 and all this other shit that like, it's like, I mean, if you really didn't even look at that, did it change at all? Yeah, true. Like, like you I have to pay it anyways. Like, yeah, you, the, you know? yeah, you have to pay it anyways. It's like, good. I didn't vote. I'm still disappointed that there's taxes. I didn't notice the two percent increase or bullshit. Like, oh no, however many more dollars. Which I probably sound ignorant as fuck to someone who's like well educated in it. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, at the same time, as much as I hate it, I'm always open to like receive information as long as you come correct with it and it's not like but that's the biggest problem right it's like yeah is that correct be, yeah, yeah. With like a fucking agenda everybody's quick to like i'll shoot you if you shit on my president like how about yeah. we 
talk about why you like him. I really don't care to have this conversation, but I'm open to being educated in, you know. Dude, it creeps me out when people are like, I love Biden. I, or like, even people don't know, I love Trump. <laughs> I don't, what I, do you mean? Did you, <laughs> you didn't meet this guy. Yeah, you, you know the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, right. Like fucking. What do you mean? What is that? I People are at the him. rallies like they're fucking seeing Beyonce. They're like, fucking, Bro, I went oh to, my God, it's true. Like, <laughs> for real, dude. I went to this uh, the Bernie rally um, a long time ago at UNR just because my friend was reporting on it. Mm-hmm. He's like a journalist. And so I just went to go hang out with my friend. And I was <laughs> at the Bernie rally. <laughs> and Pete, there was like, it was so weird because Bernie's probably the least um, uh, fake out of all of them, and but even that was still so unbelievably fake mm-hmm. and weird to see. There's people like, just like with their banners, and they're like, "This is yeah, I'm like, yeah." And it's like this is before, it's like the beginning of Bernie. This is like Bernie's first go yeah. through, so everyone was hyped on Bernie. Uh-huh. And I know what you're talking about. I went to one of those rallies because I had like super political friends, and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna go canvassing for Bernie, and we're gonna get to go." If we canvas, we get, like, essentially VIP passes to the rally. And, like, I was like, all right, I'll go. And we went and we canvassed. And then we got front seats. And, like, I shook his hand and everything. And I had a little pin. But, like, looking back on that, like, I had I had no idea what I was doing. Like, Isn't that weird? Yeah. I, I still those don't. Those are one of those <laughs> things that, like, would make me freak out on mushrooms. Like, like or 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 any or like a psychedelic because it's like it was like was that my idea like the the experience yeah. is fine, but it's like was I actually sold on this idea at the time like I did that yeah <laughs> and it's like what what I didn't really like cause imagine if you did that for Trump but before Trump was like uh, ostracized and uh-huh. then you had to look at what happened and then you'd be like oh I feel so icky yeah like about that situation you know and I don't know dude it's it's a weird. It's a weird world out there. There's like weird things happening, and, and that's what psychedelic shows you. Oh, one hundred percent. That's why. That's why anyone who takes psychedelics, I just don't know how they stay political. Uh, yeah, dude. I don't know how you can like be on mushrooms and like look at politics and think right. that makes sense. Like, fucking 100%. on shrooms, like fuck. I'm so glad I voted for so and so. Like, like what? I like look at them like they're fucking nuts. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, we are. Bro, I was hanging out, <laughs> even like political correctness, and it's like I get that people don't want to feel offended and stuff. Like I get the sensation of not wanting to feel hurt by words. Right? <laughs> I get it. I get it. Words can hurt, and I don't. I don't want. I don't wish anyone to feel pain or whatever. But you know, tripping and falling hurts, and we can't. You know, bubble wrap the planet. Yeah. Because that would kill all of the animals because it would be wrapped in plastic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we can't do that. So Just the same way we can't just censor language because mm-hmm. free speech is the only way things can actually be done. I mean, go... I mean, people who want to censor free speech, go live in Nazi Germany. That's what they did. That's why Hitler became so powerful. It's because he censored speech. Yeah. That's just And crazy. then he censored a race. And then multiple races. Like, that's where it goes. You censor one thing, you start censoring multiple things. And it's just like this. Anyways, I was uh, my story is, <laughs> I was at this uh, thing with my friend, and we were, I hope he doesn't get mad about this, because I, I think I've told him this before, but <laughs> it's like, 
he hung out with political people. He's a journalist. And uh, is this the friend you went to the rally with? Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> he definitely knows I'm talking about it. <laughs> but uh, he he had these like very liberal group of friends, mm-hmm. especially during the time of like you know the the whole. Uh, is very very PC like the that was like when PC was really becoming PC like it was before PC looked at like before there was like really animosity towards PC it was like oh you should just do this you should just be PC like when it felt like really good to be PC mm-hmm. a few years ago basically and I I remember the conversation I was like sitting at a table and this girl was asking this other girl like I just don't know like. They were talking about their friend who just had a baby. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting across the table. <laughs> and I took almost I almost did a spit take. She's like, I just I just don't know if So they had a baby and they wanted to name the baby like Jose. And and then the girl was like, Okay, well, what what's what's wrong with that? She's like, What they're not Mexican. <laughs> and I was like, What the fuck? I was like, what is this converse? And she's like, I was so offended. And then the, and then the person they were talking to is like, that is horrific. <laughs> I was like, you should, like, what do horrific I do? To like, name I really the child like them. And they're really, they're really like, they didn't say woke back then, but like, they, they were really woke and like. Like she but, didn't want to hang out with them anymore because they named yeah, their baby. Because <laughs> they want, no, didn't, didn't, na- wanted to, thought about it. <laughs> She's like, I, you considered the name Jose for your unborn child. I don't even know if we could be friends anymore. <laughs> and you're not Mexican, yeah. dude. I almost fucking like. I started laughing hella hard, and they <laughs> looked at me, and I was just like, I don't even, I don't even know. You guys are fucking retarded. I don't even know what to tell you. Like that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that, uh, I just don't think his friends liked me that much. Because yeah. I don't, I don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, if you want me to shut the fuck up, you have to hit me in the face. Like I'm not gonna. You <laughs> but you I mean? almost invite that though. That's why, yeah. dude. I had so much respect. Like the second I met you, because I was like this. Fu-. And then not only that, but your best friend <laughs> was blue and yeah. like the po- complete opposite of what He's you are. Gigantic. <laughs> yeah, and just super quiet, like super just to himself, and like. Dude, the, the the night I met the two of you was like, I was like, these fucking guys are the coolest. Dude. Such a weird vibe, right? I never yeah. thought about like looking at me and Blue on the outside, but like, yeah. and, like this short little mouthy dude and then this tall, quiet guy. <laughs> like gentle giant, just like, it's like, yeah, he says what he wants. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that's wild. Outside of political conversation, I think, I want to say this was the last time we hung out, but- uh, I would gladly take another drink, but um, go ahead, finish your thought. Do a quick intermission in a sec. But um, I was gonna say, I thought about this maybe like one or two days before you would hit me up to be on the podcast because I was scrolling through um, like my my projects on you know. You know, I make art on Procreate. Yeah, I want to get into that, by the way. So don't, don't think, I want to talk oh, yeah. about your art. Well, and I want to talk about some other shit that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, so there's a picture of you and Blue there. I think I told you guys that I had thought about like, like doing this picture of you guys in my own style as like oh, just yeah. an appreciation for meeting you two. 
but this was like way back. And um, so I was scrolling through my stuff and she saw it and she's like, who's that? And I was like, oh, that's Orion Blue, like <laughs> some of the coolest dudes I ever met. And I told her about the time. I don't know if you remember this. We were all pretty fucked up, but I think we had linked up. I don't remember how or where, but we made our way to Shay's. And we, we all just kind of we all just kind of drunkenly stumbled inside, and uh-huh. the guy was like, um, "I'm gonna need to see some ID." Oh, you <laughs> were there for that? I fucking totally remember. He I, said, "Dude, you, this." Go ahead. He said, uh, "You too, yellow and <laughs> blue." <laughs> looked at him and was like, "My name is Blue." <laughs> like, Bro, dude, dude that's the lost shit. it, <laughs> lost it, because he was wearing that bright yellow yep. sweatshirt, dude. That dude. was the funniest. Dude, by hands down. No probably, one's expecting dude. someone's name to be a color. <laughs> and he called him yellow. And I was like, ah. And so blue we, was like. We call that guy Gay Thor. Because he, <laughs> he's like a, he's bigger than blue. And he has like long Viking. He looks like Gay Thor. Like, what else do I need to say? Like, yeah, dude, that was. And so Thor's hammer was coming down on blue, right? Like, <laughs> he, I guess Thor was having a night. and um, Oh, for sure. And, uh. <laughs> Because we weren't rude or anything. We literally walked in and sat down, and he was like... I think it was because we took our mask off at a table, but, like, he was just having a night, and he's like, you need to put your mask back on. Yeah. And it's like, we were sitting down, and, and he's like, I need to see... He asked, our, he asked us for our ID, like, three fucking times. Yeah. And, and, and so... He looks at Blue, he's wearing a bright yellow shirt. Yeah. Like, bright, bright yellow hoodie. And then so everyone's handing their IDs, and, and he's like, you too, yellow... And then Blue does not get talked to that way. <laughs> no. He's like, my name is Blue. <laughs> and it was just like, what is, like. <laughs> I guarantee you dude thought that was a joke. Like, until he saw his ID and was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit, your name is. By the way, they're friends now. Are they really? No way. <laughs> his girlfriend works at Shays. Swear. Swear. That's what's His girlfriend works at Shays. That's hella funny. So yeah, they know each other. So has that story come up? Oh yeah, that's so yeah, funny. Yeah. No, I, I I was like Thor is such a fucking dick. Like, yeah, he's like a nice guy. He's he's just really he's having a bad night. Oh, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean no, yeah. Because honestly, the way that I remember that, I mean, I couldn't. I could imagine we probably came in on some fuck shit. <laughs> Bro, that was the funniest thing I think I've like. It's hard to explain it for like an audience, right? But it's one of those moments that will forever. Be, like I've never laughed harder in my life. Yeah, like, yeah. back to something like yeah. that because I knew his name was Blue. And yeah, I knew me it too. Was coming. And, yeah, <laughs> I knew what was. I've been his best friend for so long. I was like, this is not going to end well. Yeah, when he was like, you we too, yeah. I thought about that. like, yeah, we he did told get us to leave. Like a, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the funniest shit. It's funny because when like when when someone calls your colored friend. By the wrong color, you almost want to tap them and be like, "Yo, he's blue, not yellow." Yeah. <laughs> so when when blue snapped back like that, I was like, "Dude, snaps, man, he deserved that." <laughs> Who's he calling you yellow? Fuck this guy, <laughs> bro, dude. That was so funny, dude. I I still tell people about that. That's like one of the worst <laughs> things that's ever happened. And I've seen some fucking wild shit. And that still was like that was just such a perfectly timed. Yeah, the most no, that ne- that never happened. Whose name is Blue? Yeah, who has the comeback? I remember how Blue. shocked I was when I met him, and he was like, "My name is Blue," and I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Blue Rose." And you're like, "Okay, dude. Blue Rose." 
You're joking. <laughs> yeah. This is a stage name or something, but. It's like, now it's actually, my my parents are hippies, so. <laughs> yeah, dude. I've got much respect for him, too. Dude, He's he radiates hippie energy. Like, as big as he is, like. Like metal hippie energy. Yeah. That's, it, that's where what started like our first conversation. Yeah. I was like, yeah, so what kind of bands are you into? And he was, like, super soft-spoken. He's like, yeah, I like these guys and these guys and these guys. And I was like, dude, respect. For him to be this big and just be like so effortless with his flow of words and for you to be like this big and to be so aggressive with your flow of <laughs> words i was like dude they're like yin and yang like i want to be best friends with these guys dude, yeah like, for, <laughs> what a duo i don't even know and you were on shrooms that night too and you were just you were talking you're like you're like yeah i really give no shits like i am unapologetically myself and i was like dude respect and the funniest thing you guys were inspiring to me that night because like I feel like for me, I don't I don't want to say I change myself for people, but I definitely play off a of vibe. Like if I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like that vibe, I'm going to withdraw, you know, myself. I'm wearing shades inside experience. right now. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking no, about. No, you're chilling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I have fucking shades on in a dark room. Like I know. <laughs> I definitely play up a vibe. Uh I wouldn't say I'm unapolog like I I am unapologetically myself, but I think you construct yourself. So that's why it gets weird. I don't mm. think you can find yourself. I mean, if you found yourself, you would just be like, "Oh, I'm everything." That's what finding yourself is. Like, "Oh, I'm a part of all of this." Mm. There is no self. So it's like you get to make yourself. And that's where that's where like the the internal revolution happens. That's when you start questioning your past completely because you wonder how many of these ideas that you grew up with are actually your own. How many of the words in your head that you think every day were spoken by you? Mm. Very few. You know, very wow. few of the words that you say are things that, that the thoughts that are generated are come from or, or have the, uh, the uh, what is it? Epi- epis? Epis? There's like a Epicenter? Word. Yeah, it was sort of epicenter. There's <laughs> a... Um, Whatever it's a, uh, fuck. I hate when I forget words. Um, it's, I love I like lo- I love language so much because you can just like uh-huh. perfectly say something, and then when you can't think of the words, you sound really dumb. He's <laughs> 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 just like, what fucking word was Dude, it? Do you watch or have you ever heard of um, what's his name? Uh, okay, we'll segue into it. You ever heard of the Midnight Gospel? Duncan Trussell. Okay, yeah. Love Duncan yeah. Trussell. The way that fool speaks, like, oh, yeah, it's just, like, it's almost like he's painting pictures. Like, and he's, he's never trips up on his words. He's, like, got the most beautiful sentences, and the way he describes shit is, like, fuck. <laughs> like, dude, you just snaps all day. Like, I would love to talk. And the funny thing is to think that he is, like, best friends with Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. Again, polar opposite type of people, on, yeah. like, on the surface. Uh-huh. Very similar in what they think. Yeah, in terms of, like, existential conversation yeah. and the things that they could agree on. Like, And it's when you, I think when people get into the more abstract, that's when you find that there's more similarities between us. Oh, definitely. Literally, all you have to do is transcend past, like, the conversations of society and politics. Like, literally, I would group those things in with small talk. Like... Like, literally, how are you? Like, how was your day? Who'd you vote for? Like, as if those things fucking matter. Dude, if someone <laughs> asked me who I voted for, I would just walk out. I would yeah. say a word. I'd be like, what? No. Right? Because the second I say I didn't vote, that's just going to be 
there's going to be some kind of, you know, negative energy received on my end. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I kind of, like, I go back and forth between, like, inviting that type of chaos and, like... <laughs> yeah, you know no, you're I mean? definitely that like, person, yeah. Because I'm like, should I just, like, let it be uh-huh. and not say anything and leave? Which is rude to do to mm-hmm. a person, but it's also, like... There's isn't going anywhere. Like I'm, I'm, I'm three steps ahead of what will exactly. happen, and I guarantee you, there's nothing that we're gonna gain from this. It's either be rude and leave, or engage in that conversation yeah, and waste we're both down of the your slide, time. Bro. We're already halfway down this fucking slide. <laughs> yeah. and the momentum's there. So if yeah. I, if I'm fucking, <laughs> if I say I don't, I don't vote. You're, you're gonna be so offended. As if I just walked away from the conversation. Exactly. <laughs> right? like, and then it's like, you you would have wished I would have just fucking walked away. Yeah. So you're welcome. I did you a favor. But they will I, never know that. But sometimes. It's but like, it's like would you thing. rather be a dick because you didn't vote or a dick because you walked away? Rather walk away, dude. Honestly. Walk like, away is way less energy. Right? <laughs> yeah, truly. So it's like, okay, I'm conserving some energy today. Because now yeah. I'm stuck in this thing with this person. <laughs> and I don't really care that much. But it is. It's it's purely like the only reason I would do it is for my own entertainment. <laughs> and, and, and that's what I struggle with. Because it's like half of me. Does shit because it's funny? Yeah. Like, well, there's a part of me. That if it wasn't for just completely embarrassing my family, I would do shit. Like, I would be a jackass character. Like, I would just walk around doing... You know that guy in, like, New York who, uh, like, wears a thong and has, like, a big beard? He kind of looks like Jesus. And he goes around. He's like... Like that. And he has, like, a belly. And he's like, love is everywhere. Love is everywhere. Yeah, like, yeah I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's, like, kind of... He's viral. Um I'm, I would be borderline that, but in like a in a way more fucked up way. Like I would like walk. Like I had this idea uh, to ask people questions with like a a, a puppet that was like a, a baby that was like f- burnt and torn up, and then I'd wear like a bag on my head, and I just wanted to see what people would do. <laughs> like I just like, and I just don't I just, like to the point of like just not giving a fuck. Cause like, what is this? Like, what are we doing here? Mm. I I want to be Eric Andre is what I what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I, that would I think that'd be a fun thing to do. But then, I still love Eric Andre, and I get that this is with all things that are highly produced. But when I found out he has the entire team of writers, I was like a little butthurt. That he has a team of writers? Yeah, but it's like, duh, of course he has a team of writers. Mm. But, like, I thought it was like, oh, it's just one man. Who's like just him just off yeah. the fucking, <laughs> off just the rocker. Like being the fucking funniest people <laughs> yeah. of all time. And it's like, oh, no, there's a whole team of writers. Half of it is him, do. though. You know, like, the writers are just like, this it's would be vision, funny. And then it's like people coming up with yeah. things. Yeah. But it's like, this would be funny. It takes him to be like, yeah, that's funny. I'm going to do that. And then to deliver that. Like that, but like, the performance of what he does, he has a new movie that came out that I just watched. Yeah, like, oh, so was it good. Bad Trip? Yeah, I think so. It's good, right? I yeah, mean, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I'm asking you, is it good? It's so <laughs> funny, dude. It's yeah. so f- I know it's good when my mom is like, What are you fucking watching? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, my mom came home, I was like, Mom, this movie is hilarious. And then I showed her one of the scenes in a spoiler alert. It's not a huge spoiler, yeah, you, no, but, but he. He, <laughs> this is the craziest, stupid. Scene. He, uh, t- <laughs> he, 
there's all these people. They're at a zoo, and there's like, he hired a guy to be in a gorilla costume in the zoo, but it's such a realistic gorilla costume that you can't tell that it's not an actual gorilla. Mm-hmm. So he walks. He's like, oh, dude, check this out. My, my girlfriend's going to love these fucking pictures. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, dude, dude. Right? And he does this in front of all these people, and they are like, you cannot open that. Like, you cannot. Are they going in there? Are you fucking kidding me? And it's just like this roadside zoo. It's just uh, in the middle of fucking God knows where the fuck they are. And uh, he goes in there, and he's like taking selfies with the gorilla. And and, and then the gorilla like looks at him, and, and but he his back's turned towards the gorilla, and he's not paying attention. And the people are like, Oh fuck! Like, like he's about to go down. Yeah, and then the gorilla fucks him, like rapes him in front of these people, and then like he gets out, <laughs> he gets out of the cage, and <laughs> and and the people are like, "What are you doing?" He's like, oh, "I don't know," and he like he like spits up all this like cum. <laughs> Ridiculous! <laughs> this fucking guy, I swear, bro, has no limits. Bro, the, it, it gets better because. He goes, all these people are like, are you okay? Are you like, Why did you go in there, man? And he's like, oh, fuck, I forgot my phone. And he goes back in and he gets back fucked again. again. <laughs> he gets face fucked by the gorilla. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Dude, it's, and he's like, oh. Could <laughs> 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 you imagine if you actually thought a gorilla's face fucking some guy? No, yeah, I was literally just thinking that. Like, Oh, my, like, what would go, like, what? You know, you're out, you're fucking with your family, and then this fucking guy, you're like, come on, dude, really, in the cage, come on. Really, you got like, it's unlocked, so what? Like, just <laughs> walk away, right? And then you, like, see it. And then they come out, and they're like, it's a prank, but, like, you're still, like, scarred from the initial, like, that guy's getting fucked by a gorilla. The closest I've ever gotten to something like being part of an Eric Andre prank is I walk, I go to do the po- I go to do Zephyr's podcast, mm-hmm. Uniform Disinterest. Uh, shout out to Zephyr's podcast. Um, uniform, that's fire. That's, yeah, that's what he calls it. It's a good name. It is a good name, huh? <laughs> and uh, uh, so I, I'm walking into his house. I'm already on mushrooms. It's just how they roll. Like, <laughs> I go do I go do things that are like creative. I just like to be on mushrooms and uh, and walk in. And there's this short Mexican guy and a and a little girl, like a like a, like a his kid at Zephyr's house. And I'm like, hey, what are you? Like, hey, are you Zephyr's friend? Like, is Zephyr here? And he's like. Who are you? I'm like, like I'm Zephyr's friend. Like I, I'm here to see Zephyr. Is Zephyr here? Like is Blue here? And he's like, I don't. Who are you talking about? I think you have the wrong house. <laughs> and I was like, No, no, because I'm looking around and I see their stuff. Uh-huh. I see the house that I know. I know I'm in the right. I see the chessboard that I play blue. And I see their fucking gym equipment. Like I <laughs> see their shit. But I also see a Mexican man and a small child. <laughs> and there is no blue and no Zephyr. And so my brain is like, did, did they move out and like leave their shit? Like that was like the only logical conclusion my brain was coming to is like, they must like not live here anymore. And they just it ran away, and now these people are here. <laughs> and then, but but I was like, okay, so this is like kind of like a joke, like it, I'm being joke. And then he was like, "Sir, can you get out?" 
like, get out of my house. And I was like, I'm sorry. And I, I went to go close the door, and then they all started laughing. <laughs> and, and I lit, they got me so fucking good. <laughs> and till this day, it still haunts me because there is so, there's something so weird about, like you said, that initial trauma yeah, of, like, like, I know this is the right house. But I've never seen this man and his daughter before. <laughs> and the daughter wasn't, like, laughing or anything. It was just, like, deadpan. Just dead serious? Like, yeah, And dad. this dude was a great actor. Like, he could be an actor. <laughs> he was like, can you get out? Get out of my house. Like, he was, like, looked scared. And I was like, oh, my God. This guy's going to defend his daughter. And he's going to murder me. <laughs> like, he's he gonna, just walked in. I'm in yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'm in someone's house, and I don't know. And I'm on shrooms. Like, oh, I'm on shrooms. This might be fucked up. Oh, like, that I'm, must have freaked you out. That would have oh, freaked yeah. me the fuck out, especially if I was tripping. I would have been like... And then they started laughing. And then we did a podcast. Everything was fine. But like, I was like, fuck, bro. So wait, who the were fuck? they? Just their friends. Just, he's just friends with this Mexican guy and small child? Yeah. Just, <laughs> I did. And I didn't know. They were there for the podcast, too? Oh, no, they sense. didn't stay for the podcast. They had to go. Oh. I guess they just came by to like say hi or something. I don't, I don't know. Never mm-hmm. saw him again. Never seen him since. They just fucked They were you. nice, though. We talked... We talked um, but like, that's yeah. also the other thing. It's like that guy not to know me. Like, hey, just prank my friend. And he's like, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hundred percent. Right. <laughs> With my child, I'll prank your friend. <laughs> yeah. That's good, dude. It works so well. Let's get you another drink, and uh, we'll continue. We'll, go, we'll when we come back. Well, it's gonna keep running. But I'll continue. All right. Uh, we'll talk about your your art. Your uh, one one of the paintings you did. Recently, it looks like a painting. Uh, is it not a painting? Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah, different stuff coming up. crazy i i honestly wasn't very proud of this one but i got a lot of like props for it like a lot of people were like that's my favorite thing you've ever done yeah right you're like this is my least favorite thing everybody's like that's my favorite thing you should make more of that i'm like well all right (laughs) i'll start releasing more shit i don't like yeah Know who pop smoke is? I didn't know he was like 22 or whatever. Like yeah, right? He looked like he was like Tupac's dad. Yeah. <laughs> he looked so fucking old. Right? Yeah, man, that shit's crazy though. Just the amount of People are so promising. People that show so much potential. I think. I think. He's on the verge of something great.
serving those vibes you know everybody's was but then like I talk that. to you which is like what you should do if you you know Meet someone you that's like be a fucking ignorant <laughs> asshole <laughs> and then I was like oh no this guy's cool as fuck like that's I can't funny. like I wouldn't want it any other way like, I, I, I feel like that has to happen pretty often for you <laughs> who the fuck is this guy <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Because <laughs> he was by himself and he was like popping around, like talking to people. And then I was again on mushrooms and I sat down and then he started just, like talking to me. Dude, I, was, like, I don't know if this is the right vibes. Like I felt like at first it felt like I'm like, am I gonna fight this guy back? And I don't know why I think that sometimes. But then I was like, oh no, he's actually really smart and like cool. And like we talked for a long time. Dude. But then we fucking hung out all night. That's the night we met. Was it? got that that fighting spirit you're on the lookout you've talked about this before is this playing like into I don't know. Hopefully. I, I was supposed to play off of that, but then that turned off, I guess. What is that? What's what? Where, where is the speaker at again? Oh, it's the, it's hard to see, but it's the gun. Oh, it's is it gray. on the counter? Yeah. That's what's up. I didn't know you had so many guitars. Yeah. How long have you been playing guitar? That's more in my closet, too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been playing guitar for a while. I'm not, I'm not that great, though. 
because I stopped for a long time. Yeah. I want to get really good. I want to get like, um, have you heard of polyf- polyphia? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that fool's nuts. I know who you're talking about. Jen. Uh, I think I want to say it is. No. Th- yeah, Jim Henson. Yeah. Tim. Tim. Tim Henson. Henson. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. No, I follow that fool on Instagram and fucking. Not only. Oh, he's fuckable. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was this like, fool is fucking hot. Like, yeah, I, I was like, like he he like seduced me somehow. Yeah, I'm like looking at him, I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> am I getting a crush on? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's bitches galore right there. That's another thing. Like, and he's nuts. He play guitar. Yeah, dude. Like he doesn't he doesn't give a fuck about bitches. I mean, <laughs> to some extent, like he wants like a, a good girl who will let him play guitar. Yeah, but I mean, if he doesn't have a guitar, he's not smashing nobody. Mm, that's what they, that's what they talk about, like with like Jimmy Page and shit. Like when they were in like Led Zeppelin, it's like yeah, they have stories about them doing like crazy stuff and like fucking a lot of girls, but like they're in it for the music. He had a guitar everywhere he went, mm. and like he he talked through his guitar. That's, oh, for that's sure. how he spoke. So when he'd be in interviews, he'd be super uncomfortable. Mm. And he'd be like, I was going to go play guitar. And he'd, <laughs> he'd just leave. You're, like, You're talking to me, but this is not what I do. <laughs> and they're like, so how do you like Led Zeppelin? He's like, I play guitar. It's <laughs> yeah. like, what? That's not the question. He's like, guitar. <laughs> and then and then the next question is like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, Drum. And like, just actually plays guitar. Like, that's answer. <laughs> do you not understand what I'm saying yet? That'd be funny if they just like interviewed his guitar. They just yeah, asked his guitar not- questions and his guitar's just like. Honestly, they would get more from that interview. Oh, definitely. 100%. <laughs> like, like from the individual. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They could just take a picture of his guitar and it would, be, it would speak more than he ever did. In <laughs> uh, so tell me about um, your art. So let me actually give you a little. A, a little preface is so i met q at picnic and he was just this kid interesting looking kid uh with a notebook and all i saw was the notebook and <laughs> i was like square <laughs> no it wasn't square i was like is this dude just trying to like hit on chicks by like looking artsy <laughs> i was like is this his move like is he just trying to look artsy and then i started talking to him and, I, and then i realized it's not about that at all like you're yeah, legitimate no. like and that's what that's you're legitimately dedicated to it. Like journaling. Like you you like wrote down like our interaction. Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> like we were speaking and we were like, he's like, hey, this is a cool conversation, but uh, I'm going to go like journal this really fast. <laughs> and he like, left. He like just like dipped and like, wrote down. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what was. I think you did read it to us. Yeah. And, and, and um, so one, you're, I think you're an amazing writer. And then two, if anyone looks into your notebook, and hopefully this isn't like too personal, I think you post pictures of your notebook, right, mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He has amazing art that he just like these doodles of these encounters, and um, and on top of that, he just recently like posted something on his Instagram that it, for me it was like art that I think I have seen before, and that's why it's so appealing. It's like I actually thought this was like something that I thought it was like an Instagram ad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy fuck, like, that's cool art. And then I looked at it, and it was you who posted it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you didn't like that piece too much. No, <laughs> yeah, no, it seems to like it. Yeah. But so tell me, how did you, what, what started the journaling? Well, uh, 
why do you do it? Yeah, that's cool. That's a good place to start, actually. I, um, so when we met initially, like me riding was kind of like a way of coping. Like uh, at the time I was going through a breakup and I was still living with said individual and just uh, I really wanted to write. I couldn't find myself able to write in the environment that I was. So I was drawn to picnic because we had gone there before. But back home where I'm from Modesto, we had a a coffee shop that uh, I used to go to all the time. Me and my homie, we were a two piece band and we used to play shows there all the time. They used to have uh, open mic nights every first Tuesday of the month. And I used to, you know, read some poetry every once in a while. I used to write a lot of poetry, and I used to go there to write, like, my thoughts when I was dealing with family stuff. And what it was was it was a house converted into a coffee shop. So that's kind of what drew me to Picnic was the fact that it's kind of like a house, a house converted. converted to a bar. Mm-hmm. And I had just turned 21, and I met a lot of the bartenders and the bouncer there, and just they made me feel, like, at home. So... Going there just to write was kind of what I was drawn to. And um, I found myself meeting people almost every time I went and not only writing about those people, but also like engaging in some like really intellectual conversation with those people, even with people that I felt I probably would have never connected with otherwise. Not you guys, but there were some people that I had met that like I wouldn't have ended up com- conversing with if I wasn't like sitting there writing, you know? Yeah, Joshua was... Joshua, was I never thought, like, he was just, like, these group of guys, and then I was like, I don't, mm-hmm. I, like, it doesn't seem like a group of guys I would ever talk to. And Joshua now... And then we started now, talking about mushrooms, and, and yeah. we were like, oh, he's going to adult trip, and, like, everyone's, <laughs> yeah. like, freaking out. And Joshua's now, like, one of, like, like, one of my best homies out here. Like, he's I've a got a dude. few, a lot of people that I've spent a lot of time with, and he's one of them for sure. And Picnic was just, like, the meeting place for... <laughs> A lot of people that I've met out here in Reno, you guys included. Um, I think Deontay, I met there. the heart. Of, oh, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Low-key, like, all the best people go there. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just uh, journaling and making myself feel better. I wasn't really writing about anything in particular, but it was almost as if, like, I was sitting there having conversations with myself, like, writing literally what I was thinking. And as I'm writing it and reading it along, like, I got to a point where the person in my head and the person sitting here writing in the book were having literal conversations on the paper. Like That's a cool place. To I was to. referring to myself in the paper. Yeah. So like if you read it, you'd read it as if you were the one writing it, which I thought was like really interesting and it kind of just pushed me to keep writing. Um, but that was a journal I had for years and um, I was in a, a philosophy class that like really changed my life and had a huge impact. Um, he would give credit just for uh, signing and dating the paper. so And he was like, write anything you find interesting. So what had started that notebook was I'd go into class, I'd date it, I'd write my name, and I'd sit there and I'd listen to him talk and I'd just start doodling. And whenever he said something super profound, I'd just put it in quotation marks and continue the doodle and then put it in quotation marks. And I ended up like turning them into him and he'd uh, give them back at the end of the week. So if you look on my Instagram, most of... You'll see, like, if it's dated and it has my name or it says SQ on it and it's got uh, quotes or a doodle, like, odds are it was from that philosophy class, which, like, really kind of shaped just a lot of the ways that I like to think. Like, I just enjoy existential conversation. I don't really write much anymore. Um, Why? I really want to. 
Um, but I think since one work and two, I'm not in that uh, uncomfortable environment I was in. So I'm not really like pushed out of my house anymore. When I get off of work, I'm like, I just want to chill now. Um, before it was almost like an escape and now there's not really anything to escape from. So I got to give myself that kick again to kind of just write because I enjoyed it. And um, it was a good outlet for emotions. And I think after my past couple of bad trips, it's probably something I should start up again just for challenging trips. Yeah, <laughs> challenging trips. Yeah, I like that. But um, uh, when it comes to the art, I uh, have always been a creative individual. Like, uh, I've never considered my art myself an artist until recently and haven't really started taking it seriously until maybe, like, a year ago. But um, I think the first piece I have posted on my on my Instagram is was my first shrooms trip after I graduated high school. I knew I didn't want to go into any, like, career. I had already decided that I didn't want to go to college and study something unless I was sure that's what I wanted to go into. Um, I took shrooms and I made this piece and I was like, wow, like I like making art. And, uh, I started doing more doodles. Um, and as time went on, things became less like cohesive pieces and more just kind of like, like doodles to mentally escape. Like if you look at some of them, they're really, uh, they're just, they're just out there. Like, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, this kind of looks like that. You can flip it upside down and look at it. Like, And um, as time goes on, I, I find myself making a lot of the same things. And um, it's cool because I feel like at, I'm also tapping into a certain style that I like. But um, there's a piece I feel like I'm missing in my art. So, I mean, long story short, what it is that I make is an... I don't want to call it an expression of self because I really don't care what other people think about it. That's why I post everything, whether I like it or not. But it's more... That's how I do my music. I yeah. hate my music. And I'm just like, oh, it's so bad. You just post it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I gotta, like, gotta get... I mean, if I get over that fear of like looking terrible, maybe one day I'll make something that sounds halfway decent. Definitely. And then and then it won't matter. And that's... Kind of like the goal, you know, to to get to a point where I'm making things that I feel are decent, but I still don't care about opinions of others, mm -hmm. which is um, I had a kind of like a breakdown where I just I was kind of conflicted on what it is that I should and shouldn't post. And I just said, fuck it and posted everything, all my journal entries, all my all my art, all my doodles, halfway done things, full pieces like and just got it all out there, so then there was no more questioning. Where did you post it? Was this on your, Insta on your Instagram? Uh, yeah, if you look, like, it was around the time that I, this was a while ago. This oh, is okay. when this gotcha. is when I had first started. I, like, had changed. So uh, since then, you started just posting yeah. everything. It's kind of when I accepted, yeah. like, I had a shift. Um, I had experienced something at a festival and completely shifted my, like, train of thought. Like, my social media was no longer, like, oh, here's pictures of me doing shit, but, like, this is, like, my shit, you know? I had changed my name from my name to Polly Pleakley, which, like, is a name that I hold close to my heart, and, like, it's, like... Uh, so I know what Polly means, but what does Pleakley mean? So Pleakley is the 
one-eyed alien from Lilo and Stitch. Oh. So he's like, so he's an alien from outer space that uh, the only reason why they haven't destroyed Earth yet is because mosquitoes are an endangered species. And the fool has one eye, two tongues, and he comes down and he's a cross-dresser, which is like so fucking funny. Like he's like Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty fucking advanced. Is that like a newer one or old old one? You like haven't seen Lilo and Stitch? I've seen the original, but I don't remember. Yeah. I like as a kid. Like, he's he's in it. He's the so like the dude that creates Stitch, the big Jumba character. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that they send to go with him to make sure that Jumba does does what he's supposed to do, Whoa. which is bring Stitch back. Cause he's like a fighting machine. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, what stuck to me was the I one eye. Watch that movie. The one eye being the third eye, and then the fact that he's got two tongues being like the two perspectives in which I speak from, which is like, oh. you know, it's like it goes back to that duality of existence where it's like this and that always. That makes me want to split my tongue so much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you ever thought about that getting a split tongue? I've thought about it, but I don't think I would do it. People get fucked up. People don't talk about that, but you can lose all of your sense of taste, and people can drool permanently. Yeah, do you know that? That's what happens to a lot. If of you people. do it, do it right. But I've always thought it was cool. Yeah, no, it's fucking dope. So it's like people who have it like have awesome fucking tongues because now they have two yeah. tongues. You know what? I heard though. What? Just a little piece of information. So you know it heals back, right? Oh, go fuck yourself. You have to get it recut. Yeah, when you get it cut, it'll heal back partially. Um, but if you pierce your tongue and you have your tongue pierced for a couple years and then you get it, and then you get it split, it'll heal up to the piercing and it won't continue past that. back hella far to do and then get it split. That'd be smart. Yeah. That's what I would recommend from the, cause I was super interested in it at one point and had found that out. <laughs> I don't know what they do now. I'm sure they give you some like Novocaine spray or something to make mm. it really chill, but I like when it, when people first started doing it. There was like no sedative. It was just like we're gonna cut your cu- cut your tongue in half. Yeah, and that's so brutal. That's wild. They just took scissors and it's really like, yeah. I've seen videos and like people cry and like, oh, fucking, you're bleeding and your tongue's literally in half. And all they do is they fucking stick some paper towel in it and they're like, yeah, like no, s- oh. no nothing. They're just like fucking. Yeah, right, like, what, what is the aftercare? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I got my fucking lip pierced a long time ago. I don't even remember what side it on. I have a hole like forever now. Uh, uh, but it, uh, I just remember like caring for that was a bitch. Yeah. Like, and then and then, like I like piercings, but they're such a pain in the ass to take care of that like I don't yeah. do it anymore. Especially because I do martial arts and shit. So I'm like, oh, I bet that's just a you can take them out all the time. You take them put put them back in. And, like they get they they. Like my my lip ring would like the inside of my lip would heal hella fast. Mm-hmm. So every time I put it back in, I'd always have to like re pierce some amount of skin, yeah, and nah. then and then like like parts of the outside and like inside would kind of heal. So I'd like it would the hole would be like jacked. Yeah, it's like so it's yeah. like I had to like like through my lip, and I'd be like fuck, <laughs> and then no. it would swell up. For like the rest of the day. And mm. then I would take it out again. And then I was just like, this is enough. I can't yeah. do this anymore. It's just a headache. I feel that. That happened with my nose ring. Uh, I had lost it. And yeah, had to re-pierce it. And How many piercings do you have? Uh, three. Is it, is it your ears? Yeah, my nose and my ears. Okay. I want my belly button pierced so bad. 
Really? Why? Just because? Because how many guys you know have their belly button pierced? How many? That's like good. chicks would think it's hot. Yeah, chicks chicks probably do it because they want guys to do it. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like, I wish a guy would do this. But like, you know, imagine, you know, you're hitting on a chick, right? And then she finds out you have your belly button pierced. In what world does she think you're not that hot anymore? Like you're less hot because you have your belly button pierced. <laughs> right? You know, if she thinks I'm less hot because my belly button's pierced, she's probably not somebody that I want to be conversing with anyways. Yeah, not your style. You know what I'm saying? No, so, she's probably like... Yeah, she's not my style. She's probably trying to fuck a lumberjack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, See, it's like you're yeah, not... You're, yeah. it's, a, it's a good filter for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah That's like, all it ever is, you know? Like, yeah, it's definitely like... like okay, I mean... You just have to do this, and then she's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Right, like painting your nails. You know, right? Oh, yeah. I use it as, like, it keeps, like, the dudes that you don't need to converse with far away from you because they're like. that. You know what's fucking hilarious <laughs> is, like, because I'm, I'm probably technically with a lot of those dudes you don't want to converse with because of martial arts, right? Because there's a lot of meatheads that get into martial oh, arts. Oh, for sure. And it's, by the way, it this is what I thought before going into martial arts mm-hmm. is that there's a lot of meatheads that want to get in there. And it's maybe because I just do jujitsu. Definitely if you go into like boxing or Muay Thai, there's a lot more meatheaded, meathead people who, oh, yeah. who are like, why are your nails painted or whatever. But in jujitsu, people are more open-minded. They're more uh, cerebral kind of people. Mm-hmm. But I'm still the only guy who has my nails painted. And like I paint my toenails too. Which you probably would be for a while. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like... It's, you know, they're not judging you for it, but they're like, uh-uh, no way. Especially when you, when you choke them out. Like, what are you <laughs> going to say? Like, that's, the, that's why I love martial like, arts so you, much. Because it's, like, it's like, here's this, like, effeminate guy. And it's uh-huh. like, but he's also murdering me. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? It's hilarious. It. And it's like, and um, I don't know. I, that's That's like... The reason I paint my nails is because I've always wanted to do it since, like, high school. Mm-hmm. And then... I'm the same way, but then people ask why as if there has to be a reason. Right. Right? And then, like, and then, and then <laughs> we respond like we have to, like, justify it. Yeah. So it's like, it's like not only people think there should be a reason, but it's also, like, the people who do it feel like they need to justify why they do it. Mm-hmm. My response is always, if you don't like me because my nails are painted, like, that's why I paint my nails to keep you far away from me. That's you all. Know, you like, know what? This is why I like Little Peep so much is because he, like, brought out the high schooler in me again. Because mm-hmm. he, he, he embodied so much of, like, what I wanted to be in and thought I was in high school. Uh-huh. And I know exactly as I be, was mean. becoming, because I had corporate jobs and stuff, so I became mm-hmm. this, like, weird, like, adult. But, I mean, I would walk into my office in an IT office at a furniture company with painted nails and I would be their project manager and they would all look at me like what are you doing like <laughs> I would hold meetings and be like so this is what we need to do today and this is like what we're getting done this week and this is like the they're prospectus like, the of the project here? and they're like why are your nails red <laughs> yeah. like focus Jim right. my not- boss's name was actually Jim <laughs> <laughs> and, and I lived with his daughter yeah really yeah so that's actually how I got the job is uh my ex was friends, like, was a roommate and then, like, best friends with his daughter. And then I probably got the job just because I knew him uh-huh. prior to getting the job. And uh, I interviewed, and then I started out as an IT tech. 
like kind of like an intern and then they fired their project manager and they're like well we know you want to like move up do you just want to be do a project like, manager first they made me do qa like i was like qa like aspiring project manager mm-hmm. and then they're like all right it was literally like a week of doing qa and they're like actually you're just the project manager now so we're because they like, didn't have one. <laughs> That's pretty dope. And then, but... What were but, you a project manager for? Like multiple companies? Or no? So, what did you actually so, do there? So I was a project manager for more furniture um, in their IT. I basically helped them develop like software projects. They had like an internal IT department and um, they developed uh, these projects to, to make their... Uh, company work better internally so they had this like really old system they used Hmm. for all of their uh internal fucking inventory stuff and so we wanted to like automate they they lived in the stone age pretty much gotcha so you like brought kind of trying to to bring them to the future and now it's just kind of like i feel it on board to you know honestly if i'm being honest i was a shitty project manager (laughs) i was a lot better than the one that then the had. last one, yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious because she was so fucking bad, bro. Like, but you know what's even funnier, and this is like the real tea, <laughs> is uh, I'm really bad at like write, like I'm really bad at talking myself up, so I'm terrible at writing resumes, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm the type of person who's like, I can just do the thing if you want me to do the thing. But I'm not gonna fucking sit here and like flash tell you why I can do yeah, the thing. I'm yeah. not gonna like like stroke myself off <laughs> yeah. in front of you, and. So I, uh, <laughs> I just looked up her uh, resume, mm. and I copied everything she said, and then just <laughs> my projects in, which is like so insulting Flex. because she got fired. And yeah, took she got from. fired. You're like, well, I do everything she does, but better. <laughs> yeah, but better. Here's what I work on, and till this day, it still is, it still is that. That's <laughs> funny. Hilarious. But so your resume is still. Ex project manager's resume, a hundred percent. Just with like, just with like an updated list of the pro, like the exact same language, exact same like bullet points. That's funny. Like the way she described it, like I still use her words, and that's not to say like I could describe things that well, but I have like a block when I do it about myself. Yeah. Like if you wa- wanted me to talk about you. I would make you sound like like the next Elon Musk, <laughs> and he'd be, he'd be like, he's just a, he just journals like, yeah, like he's he gonna take us a space? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but like when I do it about myself, it, it, it it's like like it, it. You're like I'm a piece of shit. Like literal a, a literal like sagebrush like rolls across the paper. <laughs> you're just like it like it like bursts itself and like and you hear crickets. You're like what the fuck? <laughs> it's like magic. It's like fucking Spongebob trying to write his essay. It's just a big, extravagant the. <laughs> Honestly, if a student turned that in, I'd be like, you are probably the most brilliant person. <laughs> yeah. First of all, you're using pencil. All these other jerks are fucking typing, typing up their shit. Yeah, like it's, like, <laughs> it's like you had to sharpen it. I'm like, <laughs> this is, I'm going to frame this. God, how good was Spongebob, bro? <laughs> I just, as a kid, you don't good understand is an understatement. how good it was. Like, as a child, you're like, this is fun. But, like, as an adult, you're like, holy shit. Like, the things that they were telling me about what's going to happen next. The warnings they gave us. <laughs> like, I, I wish I would have heeded the warnings of SpongeBob. 
as a kid, it's like, this is, it's funny, like, for me especially, I don't know, maybe it's because, and I think you relate, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but ADHD, right? But, like, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> as a kid, Very I would, point. <laughs> as a kid, I'd watch it and loved it, but now, like, there are certain shows that pass the test of being background noise. You know, like, you can't throw on anything in the background. SpongeBob 100% passes that test. Like, Family Guy, yes. South Park, yes. It's almost as if, like, the curriculum, I think, is it's got to be, it's got to have this many episodes to where you could play it from wherever and never run out of mm-hmm. shit to be playing. But you can also, it's like you can, like you said, it's like background noise. You can also just, like, when you're done doing your dishes or your laundry or whatever the fuck you're doing. Yeah, you can just click into whatever episode just, is on. It could be like literally the last three minutes of the episode. You'd be like, this is the funniest thing I've ever yeah, seen this is life. This is brilliant. Absolute gas. Every part of it is great. Yeah. Wait, can you imagine making something where you have to fill 30 minutes and every single minute has to be fire? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, why I feel like cartoons is kind of an easier business. But, you know... I'm always hesitant to tell people this, but I was watching it yesterday, and I don't give a fuck. Like, my favorite show, one of, arguably, all time, Friends. Whether you agree or not, dude, that show... Dude, I'm actually with you. Gold. I'm actually with you. And people will say all this stuff is like, well, watch it without the laugh track. It's not actually funny. It's like... Dude, I don't think you... Un- <laughs> they're missing, like, the cultural context of, like, what that show actually Yeah, it's was. almost... It, like, I feel like people who can't watch a show with laugh tracks are the same people that can't watch a show with subtitles. Like, you just aren't good at separating those things in your brain. Like, it's And a, that's fine. Like, I'm not you judging fu- you, you for it. You can still think that that thing is funny. Yeah. Oh, I can't laugh because everybody else thought it was funny. Like, no, everybody else thought that shit was funny because it was fucking funny. <laughs> like, like, the thing is, is like, when you watch a show like Friends, it looks awkward when there's no laugh track because they're doing comedic pauses. And the difference, though, is... So the, the, the space in between, like, the reason when there's no laugh track and there's no one laughing, and the reason that's awkward is because it's not a general cadence of a conversation. Yeah. It would be funny if they kept it going. It's but they don't set. film it that way. It's a set. Like, you turn the camera around, and there's other things over there. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, it's it's a different form of show. Where I think it's annoying, and some people, I don't know, I don't know, but if you watch uh, uh, The Big Bang Theory, the first three seasons are really funny. The th- Everything after the third season is... The laugh track is recorded. That's like, what I'm saying. They yeah. use the same. They use like it's like oh they tell a joke. Long pause. Press the button for laughter. And that like, type of shit. That's when it's actually not funny. Yeah, that sucks because even if it wasn't funny, everybody's laughing. Like mm-hmm. now you feel manipulated. Yeah, you're like wait a second. That wasn't funny at all. You know what show I also liked? House. Oh, wait. I mean no, Full House. I loved yeah. House. Yeah, I no. loved House. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I loved House. You said House, and I was like, banger show, different realm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a sitcom, but I mean, Full House. No, like, Full House is fantastic as well. 
the original, the new one is like, what are you guys doing? I haven't even seen What, what is up with fucking people trying to come back on old shit? Every, dude, everything. Bro. Everything. And honestly, they all suck. It's just like this corporate mindset. It's like, I don't can know we squeeze single... more pennies out of this if we make like, a yeah, comeback? I don't and know like, a single remake that was good. coming back, bro? Like, aren't you done? <laughs> yeah, right? Dude, it ruined your entire life because you were a child actor. Why are you back here? Pause. To be fair, Friends, for the record, did not come back. I thought they did come back. And I was like, I don't know if they could do this this late. But... They have a Friends reunion that just came That's out. That's a different thing. Yeah. It's just like a cast getting back together. Yeah, it's like a cast show. interview after years, which is great. I'm talking about fucking Fuller House. Yeah, no. I didn't even I didn't even give that the time of day. Yeah, a lot of the same people on there, and, and I'm like... It's not the same show, though. And Michelle isn't in there. Yeah, and... Well, yeah. There's no way you're getting the Olsen twins on there. No, dude. They're <laughs> too busy doing coke and yeah, dude. starving themselves to death. Or not. Yeah, who the fuck knows where they're at? Yeah, good. No one's talking about them anymore, and they're probably happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Holy shit. Britney Spears, right? The fuck? Have you seen that stuff? What stuff? The stuff about Britney Spears? Like, that, like... Oh, that she's not... documentary that, like, came out. I haven't watched the documentary. I've just been following, like, people talking about it, but, like... I have actually... I have no clue what you're talking about. I don't think that I'll ever become... Like a list celebrity famous, but like the goal of this podcast is to get enough viewers to do something right mm. now. I've been thinking about like if that's my goal to have enough viewers to support artists, right? Totally. What happens though? Because the proxy of that is fame mm. to some extent, a lot of it will be my audience, but outside of it are other peri- peripheral people who are you would call the haters or the, the indifference, mm. right? In terms of like. Your audience, and, so, and and especially if you're if you get a giant reach, and it's like, what do you do with that pressure? You fuck them. And then I really well, not it's not the like pressure on me, but it's like, what happens when? I mean, this is why I don't think it would ever really affect me. So say if this podcast got big, it's all me. Mm. I say what to do, and this is why Joe Rogan is so successful. Is like, there's no one paying him to tell him what to do. He got a deal with Spotify, and he, Spotify can't tell him what to do. That's part of the deal. Mm-hmm. And then if they do tell him what to do, he literally leaves with $300 million. Like, that's a huge loss on them. Mm. And so. I feel like their loss, though, isn't the $300 million. It's the revenue they would receive from Joe Rogan continuing to work with him. Oh, dude, I think they made more money in, like, the first week of him being there than they paid him. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Most definitely. So he gets three hundred million just to be on it, though. Like I think he still gets ad revenue, but like okay, gotcha, gotcha. They, they, but they still get a certain portion of that ad revenue mm. from every show he has. And if you have a million concurrent viewers on every show, that's a lot of fucking money that you're getting mm. for however long the podcast lasts straight. And then and not only growing. that, but after it exists, like they're still drawing listens from that. Like and then every controversy. It blows his audience. Like, he gets the most numbers he's ever had. Mm. So they're like, oh, he said this. And then people are like, oh, well, I want to watch Joe Rogan now. Yeah. Let's see what he has to say about it. <laughs> yeah, let's see what he has to say about this controversy. <laughs> and that's the funny thing about Joe Rogan is, like, I get a lot of people don't agree with, like, his ideas. But if you actually watch his podcast, 
for like even half a second, and besides like the clips that you people post online, you'll see that he's very like even tempered about his ideas. He's a free he's thinker. Very open, yeah. He he's, may be wrong about things, but he's still open. But yeah, he's willing to listen. Like he's not he's not opinionated. Like maybe he has some ideas that you may not agree with, but if you were to sit down and talk with him, you'd be able to have a conversation on why you guys don't agree with this thing. Like he's not and he's not pushing any agenda on anybody. No, the only which, thing he pushes is Alpha Brain. What's that? Just some fucking supplement that his company uses. Uh, and he doesn't push it on the he, like he'll, he'll he, it's not like the center of his podcast. It's just like almost a meme. Yeah, he's point. like, yeah, I've got this thing on the side. It's Alpha Brain. You should try it, anyways. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, thank God I t- took my Alpha Brain today. I wouldn't be able to think clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, continue. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's it's a little self promo, but you can't hate him for that. You know how many people are like on that show just to promote themselves? <laughs> yeah, true. That's actually what cr- like creeped me out about podcasts. Is like I've been noticing because. It's one thing when you're just a listener, but then when you're a listener and a creator, you start to see more of the the a different side of what's happening. You see oh, more of the what has to happen in order yeah. for it to keep on going. Yeah, and then I listen to all these comedian podcasts because I'm I'm a podcast fan. Like mm-hmm. that's through and through. Like I listen to a bunch of fucking podcasts, but like it seems, and not all of them, but most of the time, the only time you have a guest on is if they're promoting something, and that fucking like. Well, because no one's Broke my really head. interesting unless they've got something that they could benefit from. You know, because, like, I mean, is Joe Rogan paying people to be on a show? No. No. Like, yeah, great, I get to be on Joe Rogan's show, but then what? Then a million people know my name now? Like, they got to know something of... Mm-hmm. There's got to be a desire to be on his show. There's people that go on Joe Rogan's show that aren't currently promoting some crazy, like, like a new book or something. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. Which is, like, the cool thing is, like, Joe Rogan at least has people he's interested in. It's mm-hmm. not, like... That's uh, what I was going to say. I feel like, to a certain extent, he probably reaches out to most of these mm-hmm. people. And these people take the opportunity to get... The bigger audience or whatever. Yeah. But, but then there's people on lower podcasts that don't have that incentive for them to come on. But they're, like, at least you get to promote. Mm-hmm. So we'll let you promote your thing. And it seems like they only have... Like, they'll have people on just to promote. Mm-hmm. And they'll still have interesting conversations. There's nothing, like, wrong with these people, but it's still, like... I get that. That's why well, I'm like, doing what I'm doing, though, because I don't want to see that shit. Like, we've I got... want a community of artists. This is what I want Far From Home to become. It's, like, a thing where... Well, because your idea is to promote artists within the podcast itself. Yeah, like, yeah. a priori promote. Uh-huh. As want, opposed to, hey... Um, you know, we know you've got this thing that you're promoting. We've got a podcast that you could come and do that on. Mm-hmm. Like, you just got to talk with this guy. And these people are like, yeah, all right, let's talk to this guy. But at the same time, like, this is really what I'm here for. Yeah. Promote, promote, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I, I love what you're doing. This is great. And I know this is, like, early beginnings. This is what, like, yeah, what, your third no or fourth show? Right now. <laughs> like, the, literally. Like, yeah, no. Which will be funny. We're just two dudes if, having if a there's conversation. There's ever a hundred people watching this, which is, like, a <laughs> Pretty minuscule goal for an inter- like an internet show. Uh, if there's ever even like a hundred people watching this, that's like the craziest thing to say. It's like here's a show where there was zero people watching. <laughs> yeah, no, this is. <laughs> but I feel mint. like we're talking like this is a show that a million people are watching. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and that's that's and that's you got to put the energy out there exactly. And and that's why. And also, I think Reno, as I moved away from it, and I saw like what like San Diego was mm-hmm. right. 
Reno is so much more real than San Diego. I'm sorry, San Diegans, but like you guys San are too comfortable. <laughs> like, yeah, like you know, you guys are San Diegans. Like, what what is more fucking soft than being called a San Diegan, <laughs> bruh? That's hella funny, San Diegans. <laughs> sandy eggs, <laughs> sandy eggs, bro. What are they out here? What are, what are we Renoites? Dude, we're just fucking Reno kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. We don't even have like a cool like weird name. People are too scared to give us something. Yeah, like they're like, oh, those are those Reno kids. Yeah, we're Battleborn, him. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, for for the yeah. our state is called Battleborn. For what the battle? Yeah. What? I don't remember this history. What the fuck? What are we talking about? No, we're born Some historians like, we're 1933. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sorry. I, I feel like it's a future thing. For real. <laughs> born for That's battle. That's why I want to fight everybody I meet. You're the like, what? Battle yeah, burn, right? bro. It's yeah. in my blood. This I feels ready. Yeah. It's like Viking shit. <laughs> but, yeah, that's one thing I kind of really like am drawn to about Reno is just everybody's really... Uh, and, you know, with some exceptions, everybody's really raw and really straight up. And, um, like, when I first got here, a lot of people warned me about people in Reno. They're like, watch out. Like, there are mm-hmm. shitty people, and there are people that will take advantage of you, and there are people that are will lie to get what they want from you. And, like, I have yet to run into any people like that, but at the same time, like, it's so real to hear that from someone. Like it's like, yeah, like watch out. Like, yeah. There's wolves here. Yeah. I feel like I've got, you know, I you know, I don't give off that energy. You know, I'm not I'm not, you know, looking and I'm a pretty I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character and I feel like I'm drawn to the more genuine individuals and I don't give the fake people the time of day. <laughs> like I like I'm just not interested in that. Like Yeah. Well you know what my theory is? What's your theory? The reason, like, there's definitely wolves in Reno. Like, at least in high school sense. I think everyone's still traumatized from high school in Reno, and that's why they say that. Because mm. in high school, I just remember everyone getting in fights and getting stabbed in parties. And, like, that was my entire childhood was going to a party, and it ended with someone getting stabbed or shot. Like, every single fucking party. If there wasn't, like, two fights at a party, it wasn't a party. <laughs> How long have you lived in And this was like high school parties. And then I go to San Diego and I go to a fucking frat college party and they're all like, like respectful about like the noise. <laughs> like, like keep it down. Keep, hey, hey bro, hey, do you mind if I Close get... the door. Can I get a shot from your handle, please? Bro. A hundred percent. Dude, we're talking about parties in La Jolla. <laughs> yeah. We, we're not even allowed to have a football team because the city won't allow it. Because it, we're not allowed to have a frat row in La Jolla because the city won't allow <laughs> allow it. So we have to have these like fucking houses that we that are basically a frat row, but they can't have letters in front of them. Or like it's, it's so <laughs> goofy and it's fucking dumb. Dude, the and way have, you say La Jolla though, <laughs> La Jolla. <laughs> but these frat parties were just like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I bet, I bet. Uh, SDSU, like San Diego State, mm-hmm. they went hard. Oh, for sure. But that's because they have a football team and they have the top models in the country going to that fucking school. Yeah. Right? And but in La Jolla. But in La Jolla. <laughs> you have a bunch of, like, rich tech kids who are like, just trying to make, like, the next Facebook. Yeah. Or, you know, build some gene therapy or uh, have biodegradable flip-flops. <laughs> Real thing. That's like a... 
the, I guess one of the kids. From Real thing. <laughs> one of the ki- so the inventor of uh, GoPro, mm-hmm. my school, the inventor of the boomerang on Instagram, that technology, UCSD, my school. Oh. University of California, San Diego. Yeah, I was going to say, that's where my friend goes, but that's not where he goes. He goes to USC. USC, University of Southern California. Mm. Uh, All the UC, USC, all the California schools are very confusing, and I actually didn't even know I was going to UCSD when I went there. (laughs) I thought I was going to SDSU because I came from Reno, Nevada, Uh and we have UNR. <laughs> so we have UNR and UNLV. So I'm like, oh, you can't fuck that up. San Diego's too small. Like, well, that's a different city. Like, UNLV is a different place. It's uh-huh. still University of Nevada, Las Vegas. So you thought you were going to. So I thought there was one fucking college. There's <laughs> like four. Co- what is it? Like, yeah, it's there's nuts. three main colleges, and there's probably like six sub colleges. Because like you have to take into account, like, it's one city, but how many people live mm-hmm. there? Like, it's. So I thought I enrolled in SDSU. I wanted to go to a party school. So are you born and raised Reno? Yeah. So you went to San Diego for school then? Mm-hmm. Gotcha, I, gotcha, I, uh, gotcha. Went to UNR for a little bit, and then I transferred to UCSD. For how long did you go to UCSD? Two years. So you never graduated? No, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything, though, unfortunately. What is your, what did you major in? Cognitive science. And that is what brain? That's basically neuroscience. So? I would have majored in neuroscience if it was for, uh, I had to take one, hey, fuck you, UCSD, get <laughs> this shit. I had one credit to take. Wait. Right? One credit, one class. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, three credits, technically one class. And uh, it was linear algebra. And I was holding it off because I didn't want, like, it's hard, especially at this competitive school, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to have enough time to take it. But it never ended up, I couldn't, the way the class schedules worked out, I literally could not take it. It was never at a time where I could take it plus another class that I needed to take. So mm-hmm. it ended up being where I'd have to take it the next quarter for 20 grand. Because you can't buy it per class. So you pay for the entire quarter, which they do a lump sum of how many credits you would take on average per quarter. So they charge you... So they would have charged... An entire quarter for, like, someone going for, like... Literally one class. Wow. Fuck that, dude. Instead of just charging you for the one class for that quarter? That's whack. Dude, that's twenty grand for one class. Is essentially what it came down to. Like, that's the receipt. That's whack. And on top of that, they didn't. There's no student housing. Like, I had. A, I was by myself. Like, mm-hmm. so, like making ends meet. Like, yeah, right. So I went and talked to my. Like, I had to like finagle the system. I was like, how do I do this? I have all the credits, and I was like, okay, cognitive science is the closest thing that I can graduate with with all of my credits. Oh, so, so instead you- of having a neuro, so I was neuroscience. But cognitive science was, was all that you one had. Step below, and I could graduate without taking that course. That's fucking lame. So, is there a difference between? I mean, obviously, there's a difference between the degrees, but does that change what you can and can't do? Kinda. It's guess what changes what I can and can't do is laboratory experience, uh-huh. which I was too busy trying to graduate on time mm. to get lab experience. 
and the only thing that actually matters. But you wouldn't is have lab had experience. You wouldn't have had lab experience either way. Huh? Not a chance. Not if I wanted to graduate, or I would have been like another sixty thousand dollars. Fuck that, dude. That's crazy. It's wild, right? Yeah, that's what I like. Tried to avoid with high school. Like literally, I. I still don't know what I want to do. If I was to go to high school, or not high school, fucking, if I was to go to college, I'd major in business for sure. Like, right now, that's where my head is at. Start your own fucking business. Not necessarily to start my own, well, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. just to know the ins and outs of, you know, know, whether it's I go the art or the music direction, like, just to have that kind of knowledge and just be able to, you know, start off in the right foot in whichever direction I wanted to go because I know for sure that whether I'm working another job or not, I definitely want to pursue my personal interests, whether it's music or art and to have the knowledge on how to market and profit off of those things would be, I feel like in the long run beneficial to me because I don't see myself pursuing anything else. You know what I can tell you though is being around people who do do that and like did do that. Mm -hmm you're better off just looking up YouTube tutorials. Yeah, that's see, how they got through school. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, That's how they passed their class. And that's how I passed math, was looking up tutorials on how to do math. Mm. Why am I going to college? Why am I paying all this money if I had to look it up on YouTube? Yeah. Why isn't there enough resources at the college to help me understand this in a better way than YouTube? If I'm paying this money, then I shouldn't even think. YouTube should be a horrible option for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like YouTube should be the last resort. You should be getting everything be you need. It literally should not be a resort. It, I uh-huh. should be able to find out everything I need to do from the university itself. It Especially be a if you're paying this system. kind of yeah, you're 100 percent right, and that's how I felt. Like as someone who always learned the things that I like, the things that I learned that mattered to me came from the internet. Mm-hmm. Like there's one thing I learned from school that. I gained from, and that was from Mr. Taylor, senior year, my English teacher, told me that I don't have to go to school. Like, that whole section of senior year was like, Mr. Taylor changed my life. Dead yeah, because you take that test in junior year to see yeah. if you'll graduate. Yeah. And, and so senior year is just the seat hours. And so it's like, you literally, that's why you get half days. Yeah, he told, yeah. And he was telling us, like, like, you could do anything you want without college, essentially. Like, there are mm-hmm. certain things that require a college degree, and yeah, you will have to go to college for that. But if you want to do okay, this, Elon. this, 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 or this, like, don't go. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of your resources. It's a waste of your time. And I was like, dude, thanks, Mr. Taylor, for keeping it real. <laughs> like, 100%. Like, yeah. there's certain things on a job that where people will get picked over you if you don't have a degree or whatever. Mm. But guess how you get picked over them without a degree? Experience. By knowing somebody. Yeah. Not a, well, experience. Oh, well, yeah. But and also, if literally, the way the job market works, and this is what no one fucking tells you, is it's literally who you know. Mm. If I know the head hiring agent at Tesla, do you think I'm not going to get fucking hired? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this fool's going to get me a job. Dude, if I go into, name a company. Uh, Name a fucking suit and tie type company. Suit and tie? Instagram. If I fucking know the hiring agent at Instagram on a personal basis, 
Let's not even say personal basis. If I just know their dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm, hey, I'm friends with your dad. And they'd be like, oh, really? You know my dad? He's like, yeah, I'm kind of looking for a job right now. I'm like, that's kind of what I know how to do. And they're like, oh, in. don't worry. We'll get your job. Fuck. <laughs> the fuck? Dude, like, sorry, dude. We is. know you went to school what? for six years. You're working but... with people. And, and if you're not working with the people, you're working with an algorithm. And good luck being the algorithm. This is why people don't get hired when they apply for jobs that they're qualified for. Because the algorithm will... The algorithm looks for, like... Because the algorithm is also designed by people who aren't that bright. They don't understand that having poor white space in the margins of your resume isn't indicative of how you'll perform at a job. Mm. But the algorithm just decides that that's not an appropriate resume. Mm. And the person who designed the algorithm might not even know that. So your algorithm gets automatically filtered out of the pile, regardless of your experience or what you say you could do. You could mm. literally be Elon Musk and put your algorithm in and put your resume in and the algorithm will sort you out. Mm-hmm. Like, it, they'll be like, nah. And that's, it's crazy how, how right you are about that. Like, do you think Elon applies for jobs? Or do you think he walks in and meets with people and then they give him the contract? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. There's no application. And if there is an application, it's handled by interns. There's no, like, he's filling it out himself. Mm-hmm. He might have to sign it, but he's not filling it out himself. The, the, that's the way the world works. It's a human-to-human basis still, which is odd. Truly, I feel like for some people, that's actually quite comforting. It's very comforting, <laughs> but it's also very scary because that's, like, that's why Hollywood is so gross. Hollywood fucking sucks. It's because you have to be this fake-ass piece of shit just to get on people's good side. That's why people use each other. And now the same thing happens with companies. It's like, oh, I didn't know you worked at blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm going to be your friend so I can fucking get this job. And, and Wow. That's how, that's why, that's why people just fucking are so two-faced. And uh, you can't even almost blame them because you're talking about someone's ability to pay rent like and survive. Wow. You can blame them because, I mean, you can have your own moral opinion, but in terms of, like, surviving, you can't be upset about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, if, if it really came down to, like, needing to feed your family, I'd be fake as fuck. <laughs> if I had, like, three kids I needed to pay for, and, you and say I was worried about... Yeah, I'd be like, oh, well, yeah, I'd say anything. Damn. That's crazy. Because that speaks for a lot of things even outside of work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it speaks for work, but I don't know. I guess you can't really believe everything that you hear. Everybody's got their own, like, agenda. Mm-hmm. That's why it's cool to pee people that, like... What's your like, agenda? My agenda? Honestly, if I could, I would not work. I would not work. My dream would be to profit off of like the things that I make with my own drive, which is why like these days I feel like I'm just so like down in the dumps because I feel like I'm not creating art to the extent that I want to. Um, As big of dreams I have to make music, I just don't feel like I'm musically inclined enough. My dream was always to use art to profit or to fund my music dreams and then use music to fund the rest of my life. But um, 
right now I'm kind of just in a spot where like I'm I'm in a good spot because you know I'm comfortable I'm making money I'm saving money I'm happy um I love where I'm at uh but I've got ideas like crazy when it comes to art like I'm so excited to do some things and um I've been using like personal events to really push my my drive for these things like for example my brother's birthday's coming up mm-hmm. on July and there's a the gift I want to give him is a a, a banner that I want to make but this would be the first banner that I make so like it's also a way to test out a uh, a new way of making art and seeing if I enjoy it like I have I have a vision in mind I know what I want to make for him and I am going to make him this for him uh for my mom on mother's day I made her a sweater so like now I know that I genuinely enjoy and can make and put art my art on clothes mm-hmm. which um I've gotten since I made that sweater I've gotten three people asking me for these things and I'm not expecting payment it's just kind of all right these are people that want things it's a way to inspire me to make art, take a picture, post it, and then also get someone out there wearing and promoting my shit. And I'm not looking for profit. I'm just looking for, at this point in my whole art journey, I'm looking f- more for something out of me than anything else. Like, well, that's- I, I know that people like it. I know that people are willing to pay for it. But I got to be at a point of making it compulsively in order for myself to feel satisfied, like, and, um, that's what I'm super excited for, that's what I feel like is kind of on the horizon, is me finally making shit at a rate at which I'm satisfied, um, this whole banner thing, I'm excited to make, I'm excited to make banners, I'm excited to make clothes, and then, uh, digital is something that I'm also going really crazy with, I work at, I don't know if I told you, but I work at a screen printing place, NFTs? What's that? You know how to make NFTs? I am aware of what NFTs are. I don't know what is involved in the making we of gotta them. We've got to figure it out. We'll talk after this for that, but okay. we'll figure it out. We'll do some cool shit. But go ahead. Definitely down. Because, I mean, I've, I've looked up, I've looked into that and fucking, uh, the amount of money in NFTs right now is insane. It's money laundering. But, continue. <laughs> oh, that's genius too. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. A, that's why it's so popular, but... Whoa, nuts! That means like people will buy your shit just to launder their shit. Mm-hmm. Like that, especially if you're like a famous Instagram artist already. Of course, uh-huh. they'll buy for sixty nine million. That's insanity. Not to say that your stuff isn't amazing, um, people. Your shit, your shit's awesome, but it's money laundering. But that's why, like, there's a a, such a big market right like, now. Anyone can have your art, people. Only one person can have a digital signature, I guess. But and that's also why they sold it for I think two hundred million after that. <laughs> so fucking nuts. That's insanity. That's like literally like numbers that's like Can you imagine if like tomorrow you woke up with two hundred million? <laughs> yeah, right? Like in like in my brain I'm like Literally, I don't even know. I feel like... Game over. Done. Cheat code. Yeah, right? I feel like I'd buy, like, the three things that's been on my list for the past (laughs) year. You'd be like, no idea. And then just sit, and then just, like, put... I mean, I guess the rest goes in the bank. You just break them, and (laughs) then buy them again, (laughs) and then break them, and then buy them again, just because you can. You would never even notice. Yeah, literally not even a dent. It's like, shit, like, fuck. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Literally, a uh, a guitar, and there's like a a thirteen thousand a thirteen hundred dollar synth that like has been on my list forever. Literally, I'd buy those two things, and I'd just be like, I'd be happy. Yeah. I'd be like, the rest goes into savings. I'm like, yeah, all right, <laughs> we're fine. Maybe get my car a nice detail. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. I have a few things on my list. I have a few ideas. Like, I want a compound. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a compound guy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not even a surprise. It's like, oh, this guy wants to fucking build a fort or something. Yeah. But I want a compound next to a lake just so I can jet ski whenever I want. You know what I mean? Like, That's I a just, dream. Yeah, it's like I just wake up. That's and, your shit, I feel like. And I can go jet ski? Yeah. <laughs> like, I won. There's, All right. That's the lottery right there. Like With That's that being the American said, dream. I can just go fucking... With that being said, honestly, I'd probably quit my job and get... I'd live off the interest my money makes. Yeah, I, for sure. I'd quit my job, I'd get a studio, and then I feel like at that point, I'd just be able to explore all the... Like, I'd be comfortable. You know, it's not like, it's not like oh, I can't stay up all night Stress doing this because gone. I got work tomorrow. I'd you be literally like, literally, I'd be like, fuck, I'm staying up till fucking 6 a.m. working on this piece because I finally can. And then that goes for however many dollars. And... That's why I believe in UBI. What's UBI? Universal basic income. I don't know if our government's competent enough to pull it off. I don't mm. think I don't think there's enough. Um, what is that? Just people do what they want, and we so profits off each other. Or? Yeah. So there's enough money that if like you tax billionaires like like a fraction of a penny off of like transactions that they make, not even just like taxes. Mm. So there's like the reason there's there's so many billionaires is because they move money around in these like hedge funds. Mm. And so if you tax a fraction of a penny more, you can literally afford to pay for everyone's living expenses. Yeah, that's the whole much money around that a fraction of a penny in their tax increase, which is like less than like, I think 1% of money that they're moving. Mm. That's the whole like 1% of the population has like, However many percent of the That's why it's income. so outrageous to be a billionaire. Is yeah. if like literally a billion dollars can feed everyone on the planet. Yeah. But I've seen that. Like when they talk about like a million seconds versus a billion seconds, it's like a million seconds is like what a couple like a week or something and like a billion is like thirty two years. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're, like, you're, what? Like, what? That a third <laughs> like, of your life is gone? Yeah. Fucking excuse me. And <laughs> <laughs> And then, and, there, and there's people who have hundreds of billions of dollars. <laughs> Fuck them. And then there's, like this, there's this thing that I watched. Just where, a crumb? Just, yeah. Just like, a crumb. Honestly. Yeah. Did you, you wouldn't even know your money was gone and you would save the planet. Yeah. You wouldn't even, you would still have billions of dollars and the planet would be fine. And, but here's the other thing is like I watch this thing about what a trillion dollars is. I don't get it though. I feel like spiritually you have to be a fucked up human to not. You know what I'm saying? Like those that like those one percenters, they have to be like they fucked they want to retain their power. I no, think. but they're fucked up. Like to have that much power and to not do it is how it, I I wonder sometimes like how insightful or self-reflective you have to be to understand that you have the ability to I feel like if you were granted that money tomorrow the world would be saved (laughs) the the second you got the money you're like yeah take as much as it's gonna take to save the world and then give me the rest like I feel like whatever's necessary to save the world 
you wouldn't even consider yours. Like that is a necessary. Like yeah, I got it's all this money. Good. Like it would be, it would be yeah. unbelievably evil for me to keep it. Yeah, it's like thanks for this. You know what's that's happening. A, that's a next, really good right? way to say it. That's like a really interesting thing because it's like, if you ask the average person, "Hey, if I gave you a billion dollars, but you, you had you, to you give, can keep it. You can keep it, but just so you know, you could keep a hundred million of that. But if you gave away the rest, the entire planet would be able to eat for a year." Would you do that? A year? It's <laughs> not that long. Yeah. Nah, I feel but, like... But then again, it's like you could eat for the rest of your life. Yeah. No, 100%. And you, would, you could literally make an exorbitant living off of the amount of money you have. You, mm-hmm. you only need $4 million in a 7% interest fund to make, I think it's like seventy five grand a year. Seventy-five grand to a hundred grand a year, and that's more than you were making, anyways. So four million <laughs> is all you need to literally live like the top percent of of middle class Americans. So seventy, that you would live like a scientist or a doctor, and you would not have to work just based on interest. Now imagine you had a hundred million left over after having a billion. And you've still fed the planet, and you could still make interest off of that money. And you're telling me these... I did the math once. You went to dinner with Bill Gates, right? If he makes like a billion a year. If you make a billion a year, you're making $10,000 a second. Could you imagine if he asked you to pay for dinner? He would have made more money there is a than number your entire of things. A lifetime at that dinner. <laughs> $10,000 a second, you'd go to dinner for two hours. He made more than you will ever make in your entire life, on average. In two hours. Mm-hmm. And he flips you the bill. I, there's a number of things I would do before paying the bill. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> like $10,000 a second. If you make a billion dollars a year, you make $10,000 I mean, $10, you know, like, you, in that moment, you can't murder the man. So, like, I'd when probably just walk away. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, here's the bill. I'd be like, yeah, watch me walk. Mm-hmm. All right? <laughs> Watching me walk I w- is worth his time. It mm-hmm. literally is. He's yeah. <laughs> like making oh, $10,000 a second. Like almost 100K <laughs> by walking away. Yeah. Just the time it took for him to grab the check and get out his credit card and <laughs> lost money. Fucking stupid. That's stupid money. That's crazy. It's crazy, and people like hear this shit, and like they like they don't take the time to like conceptualize it. Yeah, exactly. They're too busy trying to make <laughs> fucking fifteen an hour and support a family of three. That's what I mean, bro. Like, <laughs> fifteen an hour support a family of three. Good luck, dude. Good luck. That's crazy. You're like, babe, can you please get a job? Yeah, <laughs> I gotta take care of the kids. Who's gonna take care of the kids? We gotta get a sitter. We got. You're like, fuck. Yeah, James just turned you need sixteen. To put money into the college fund. <laughs> like, oh shit! Yeah, fuck that. Your kids are getting fights at school, and like, right? You gotta come home it's, from it's your fucking like, and then and then some dudes just balling out of control, making ten grand a second, bro. Fifteen dollars an hour, and they're like, that's reasonable. S- while some people are making ten grand a second. 
unfathomable amounts of money. And he, so Bill, Great, Bill Gates isn't even like the richest man because no one talks about these Saudi princes who are trillionaires. There's trillionaires and we don't talk about them because they have enough money to shut the f- everyone the fuck up. People don't understand what money can do in a society that values it so much, in a world that values it so much. Now, so a trillion dollars. What is it even that we value? I don't, that's that's another thing that I don't understand. Like, are we supposed to value human connection? You know, it's like, doesn't money not afford human connection? Like, there's no amount of, like, money that's going to get you an intimate conversation with somebody that's meaningful. That's why I feel like art is just such a dope thing to get into because, like, I mean, obviously, there are the people that, like, lowball you for the for your work, but there are some artists that I followed from, like, from the bottom to where they are now, and, like, for people to spend hundreds to thousands of dollars on an artist's art, it's not like, it's not like I'm giving you this because you need it, I'm giving you this because you earned it, it's, I want that because it was made by you, this is what it's worth to me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, and then they get it, and they, like, fucking hang it up, and they're, like, proud of it. And they, like, in their head, they're, like, yeah, this is going to be worth however much one day. Like, yeah, it's, maybe it's, it's kind of fucked up. It's not even about how much it's worth one day. It's, it's like, about how much it's worth right now. Like, it's, like. It's just, the, it's, it's more than what it's worth. You're, like, oh, it's, like, the money doesn't even consist of the value of the art. The, yeah. That's just, like, a way for us to categorize it so I can get it into my hands. The, the the art itself is so much more valuable than than one hundred percent. There's some things that like I would buy that there's no there's no amount of money you could give me. Like so if I, if I made enough money or I didn't have to work again, there's like some art that I would get that I would I would never sell it. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, one hundred percent. Like I, there's no chance. It's like because that's it's not why I got it. Mm. I got it because of a different reason. And to create something that speaks to somebody on that level has got to be so rewarding. Mm -hmm. And like, that's why, like I said, that one day where I just said, fuck it, I'm gonna post everything I've got because maybe one of these or yeah. When I realized, when I realized that like, it's not like good art that people are buying. It is a piece of literally my self expression that people are buying. So like, I was like, this is what it is that I express. And with kind of like the, acceptance of what my style was and what it is that I wanted to put out into the world came also a certain level of confidence and comfort with the level at which I create. Like mm-hmm. whether it looks good or not, like this is what came out of my head. Like it, it just feels, it's so rewarding. Well, you took something that didn't exist and now it exists. Yes. That feeling right there. And it's your closest approximation to what was in your head. Mm-hmm. That's why art's so frustrating for me though. It's cause like there's some things that like, like, I try to paint, and, like, sometimes I'm really good at painting. Mm. Sometimes I'm fucking awful. Like, literally, like, I don't, like, I can draw consistently well. Yeah. Like, if I really sit down and I draw things, I will consistently draw well. Mm. Or be able to draw what com- what is in my head to an extent. I can I can get it on paper. With painting, it's a hit and miss every time. Really? It, like, like, right there, I painted that skull. Uh-huh. I don't even like that skull, but the fucking black piece of shit next to it, that, that, that fucking, like, little tiny painting, right? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, the goat head, dude, I spent 
longer on that fucking black piece of shit next to it. <laughs> on that goddamn goat head. <laughs> and I still can't go anywhere with it. I'm like, I cannot paint. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like, sometimes I paint good, and sometimes I paint, like, I have to ass. take a look at it. But for me, what's crazy is, like, I'm surrounded by artists all the time, and artists that could, like, do things better than me. Like, for example, the goat head. Like, I could not. In a million years. Like, when it comes to, like, shading and, like, taking something either that I see or something from my mind and putting it on paper, I can't. So, like, for me, what I completely take out the the possibility of being good or bad by not creating something real. Like, I'm not making, I'm not drawing a hand or a lip or, like, eyes, like, you're as if, dude. Yeah. My favorite thing to do is like to like if I was to make if I was to start a painting tonight, what would I do? I'd take, you know, like handfuls of paint and fling it at the canvas to get like organic shapes and like drips and and like something that looks like it congeals together and then go over that with something else. Like I always turn something unpredictable into something yeah. into something like the so best that way i did was like that yeah so it's ne- it's it never planned the, the painting itself and then yeah. i saw the thing that ended up being what it was exactly like it never has it never starts as anything it just ends as what it is mm-hmm. and that i love that feeling that's so much better yeah. that's so rewarding because then you that's my style you almost like find art it's not even like you made it yes you're like, <laughs> yeah you're like, oh thank you yeah <laughs> then you like look up you're like Whatever you guys did, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I legit. just did some shit. It's like, thank you for letting me perceive a, a beautiful thing in that. Yes, dude. That's exactly what it feels like. And to have someone enjoy that, because if you make art that way, if everybody made art that way, everybody's going to make something different. Like, there's no... And then, even if, you know, if we if we flung art at a canvas, and then we took the same canvas and then photo photocopied it and then gave you one and gave me one. We're both going to pull two different things out of that. So like, not only is it like, it's because we're different fingers on the head of God. Exactly. Not only is it like the best, like to create something on your own, but also like to know that even if you, even if you did it twice, right? Like you took the same thing, photocopied, did it once, did it again. It's going to be different every time, which is like, I feel like the satisfaction that comes out of the way I like to make art sometimes. I'm not even an artist. I'm like an accidentalist. If you could sum up art in one sentence, what would it be? Or one word you can pick. Effort. Effort. I feel like my art is effortless. There's a lot of people that put a lot of effort into their art. Um, I don't think effort is what makes you an artist, though. That's just what I sum up art to be. There's some people that look at my art and think it's shit. What is that, sir? What is that? I still see it. Do you see it? Is it on my fucking No, it's glasses? under it's underneath the, the mic. 
Is that a spider? <laughs> Bro, dude, there's like these like little fucking bugs that like keep getting like fucking. See, is that a spider? I think it's a spider. She's alright. Yeah, I don't think I've heard it. But spiders are uh they symbolize rebirth and renewal and some other stuff. Something about the eight legs and eight being with infinity. That's wild. You went to go hit it and I was like when you said what is that, I thought you were like talking about what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, no. and I didn't know you saw me hit the thing. <laughs> yeah, no. and, so I was, and then you're like, no, but like for real, I still see it. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh, he's talking about that thing. <laughs> yeah. And that's not good. <laughs> no, art is effort. You know, there are a lot of people that make like, there are a lot of people that make art effortlessly and there are a lot of people that make you know, like music, right? People say mumble rappers, mumble rappers ain't shit, right? But like, some of it's good. You got this person that put their heart into their, you know, ballad that, you know, gets 10k listens, and then you got the fucking homie that's like, and fucking, because he posted his shit on TikTok is making millions. Who cares? Maybe it's not even about effort. It's about. desire it's like inner peace you know make what you want to make and you get what you get for it whether it's you know worth it to you or not is whether you keep on making it <laughs> I like that I'm in there I'm comfortable with that where can people find you uh instagram at polypleakly spelled p O-L-Y-P-L-E-A-K-L-E-Y. Polly. And that fool from Lilo and Stitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's fucking spider. <laughs> Goddamn. Nature's art. Oh, yeah. for sure. Spiders are art. Maybe just trying to have a conversation. It's like, you guys are talking about some cool shit. Uh, he's just chilling. Praying mantises go crazy. Oh, dude, what if I just had, like, a Prey Mantis pet and it would always just sit on the mic with me? Dude, that'd be fire. He'd be like, stab it. <laughs> <laughs> He's just having a snack. <laughs> yeah. No more spiders. I had, I would have to get one so he would eat all the spiders that get on my fucking microphone. All right. Thank you for joining me, too. Of this course. Is, this has been a pleasure. Are we going to go to Picnic? Are you uh, still down? Yeah. Why not? Why not? You don't have to. 9, 10. But, okay, I have to be professional. Thanks, everybody. This has been um, The Go Show. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, catch us next time. Many more to come. I'm sure Q will be a returning guest. Oh, for sure. <laughs>